Thunder, 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 cat! Thunder, thunder, thunder! Hey, how are you? I'm Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O, here today for my good friends Ryan and David. You may know if you listen to the podcast, Radical Retro Rewind. I love it. All of it. Radical Retro Rewind. <laughs> she even looks older. Like my art collection. Yeah, we've heard that one before, mummy. What is it? I heard him shout. Oh, yeah. Thundercats! Ho! Who you calling a ho? Welcome back, bunglers, to Season 2 of Thundercats Recap and Reviews, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother, David, and our amazing special guest and friend, Zach, is back to talk Thundercats Ho! The Movie. Welcome back, Zach. Thanks. Hi. Hi, Brian. Hi, David. And hello, bunglers. We are so excited to have you. We had a great time the last time and have been looking forward to this. So I'm excited to see what happens. It's great to be back. So we had promised the last time Zach was on, we were going to talk about our convention experience in the excitement of our episodes. (laughs) That was completely forgotten about. (laughs) We forgot. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a long time coming, but if our bunglers remember, during the summer, I want to say, was it the summer? It was. I was going back last night to see to see when it was and i i was going back through our messages and i couldn't i i could stop scrolling i gave up so yeah it was like i think it was the early summer a lifetime ago truly it feels like <laughs> and we met for the first time and we were going to meet the cast of thundercats of course you might remember that lynn lipton had an unfortunate leg incident it was a two-day convention and we went on the second day but she had i think twisted her ankle on the first day and so she she sat out the second day so we didn't get to meet And then the other thing was, Zach, I had been trying to find out with Larry on Instagram when the when the panel was going to be. He said it was going to be the day that we that we were going. That was another thing. Scheduling wise, I think he said his manager or someone told him that it was going to happen that day, but it ended up being the first day. As yeah, well. so we, was... we missed that too. Yeah, but we still got to meet them, and it was it was delightful. I mean, I think you and I both were very nervous, probably for no no good reason, but we, we were both pretty nervous. And they had like a whole table set up with banners. They clearly like have this whole thing ready to go for multiple conventions because it's all like branded and designed. And Larry Kenny was there, voice of Lionel, and Peter Newman was there, voice of Tigra. And they had these big banners with all the characters that they've voiced on them. And we got to speak to them and have them sign things for us. I had them sign my copy of Hear the Roar and we got to take selfies. That was the best. That was the best. So Peter has a lovely wife. I'm, we're assuming it's wife because he called her Mrs. Tiger. That's right. Uh, we don't know, but wonderful woman. So what did she say to you about the toilet, Zach? There was something about toilet. So, <laughs> direct, <laughs> directly across... So, so we got to know her and chat with her because she was taking, she wanted to take photos. <laughs> she took multiple photos, none of which were, I mean, they're, they're great. I will treasure them forever. But she was very eager, so I let her do it. But yeah, right across from their tables, there was a big art display of different, because um, it's, it's a convention, lots of different pop culture, you know, uh, fandoms represented. And there was this artist who'd made pieces of artwork 
of different characters, superheroes, sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Marvel, DC, everything. But no Thundercats. And she 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 joked, she said, I don't know, wh- why are there no Thundercats on the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly would have loved that if we had a Mumra sitting on a toilet. <laughs> well, he has bandages. He can use his toilet paper. <laughs> So this woman had an amazing personality. She clearly got a kick out of it. Um, Thundercats use litter boxes, people. They use a litter box. They're cats. I didn't even think of that. The cat's lair has a whole litter box room somewhere. It's just wall-to-wall sand. It's a sandbox. (laughs) Or Snarf has to scoop it. You think Snarf? Snarf. (laughs) Zach's like, yeah, Snarf. Don't you remember when Mumra went in and he (laughs) said... When we did the the, the American Horror Story, I can't stay here. This place smells of cat piss. I could only imagine. <laughs> we also got our professional photo, David, taken. They had a whole setup with a professional photographer. Um, and there weren't that many folks. It was no. like uh, you, me, uh, uh, one like uh, one other guy who was there with his girlfriend. And then like a family, a big family. And the kids clearly had no idea what was going on. It was like four or five people. Um, and then I think only one other group. It wasn't, it was, but it was a small convention. So it's, it's not. Yes, like... it was, it was, re- it's true. It's relatively small. Usually with these things, sometimes the photo lines go on. You know, I've gone to conventions for like the charmed cast and stuff. And those lines go on for hours sometimes. It was not that. <laughs> it was not that. But they were so appreciative of the fans, Zach. You could tell that it just, uh, to me, it looks like they were just so happy doing it. Yeah, I think that, you know, that they, Love, I think they really enjoy doing it. Larry, if you follow him on Instagram, is always posting about different places where he's going to be. He's going to be in New York, I think this weekend, I, or maybe it's, it's sometime soon in Queens. By the time this airs, it might have already happened. But yeah, I think he, you know, interactions with fans are heartwarming. And I think he, you know, here we are 38 years later, still talking about it, still loving it. I would imagine that as an artist who worked on it, that would be really fulfilling and heartwarming to get to meet people who still love the thing that you participated in. And the joy, the joy and just the kindness in their, even their their just face. I can't even just say it. They just were so warm. Although, like Zach said, we were so nervous. As you were talking to them, it totally, they put you at ease because they, they make you feel, you know, really important at the moment. Yeah. And at the same time, I didn't, I didn't want to monopolize their time, although I probably could have talked to them a lot longer. Like, if there'd been a panel, I think you and I both had some questions prepared that we would have asked. But Especially for Lynn. Maybe next time. I know you had, you were going to show Lynn. Oh, yeah. I, well, no, I didn't have it. Uh, and I've since lost it. Um, <gasps> no! Really? Yeah, I left, it in a ho- I left it in a hotel in Los Angeles. I have a, I have a bracelet with a Chitara quote on it. And, was it uh, gold? I, I, was it made of gold, though? <laughs> no, and I just reordered it, and I should have ordered it in gold, but I ordered it in silver. Damn it. I you know Chitara loves her gold. <laughs> well, she might have. Maybe she would steal it if it were gold, so better that it's silver. It's so true. And you wouldn't have even seen her coming. Back and forth, quick. <laughs> Where'd it go? Yeah, I had questions. I, I wanted to show her that, and I had questions about... I feel like th- I've watched on YouTube, I've, I've watched panels they've done, and they, they tend to answer a lot of the same questions. And so I wanted to ask them less about their experience, because I feel like that's pretty well documented. I wanted to ask them about other people, people who maybe have, have died over the past few years, to know like what it was like to work with them. And then after we met them and did our photos, we, we had time in between, we had time to just explore the floor. And it was two floors, mostly like a combination of artists and... Pop vinyls. 
<laughs> lots oh my god so many pop finals but yeah a mix of like original art and merchandise and and vintage collectibles and what did you find zach we found this one vendor booth that had a bunch of vintage stuff including some thundercats things they had a thunder tank they had i think a few thunder tanks including one in the box but they had a panthro an ljn panthro with his nunchucks if you're a collector, you know that, you know, Panther's nunchucks tend to tend to break. The little chain breaks off and it's it's hard. It's not impossible, but it's it's challenging to find them complete for a good price. And I was I was holding him and I was like thinking about it. And this guy walked by. And he's like, you should do it. He's got the chucks. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do it for the chucks. The truth. So I did it for the chucks. Did it for the- uh, and I negotiated. I haggled a little bit. Love a good haggle. That was just a blast. That was actually Zach and I's first time meeting in person. And just the whole entire day was just so fun. Just so fun. Yeah. And rewarding. I am sorry to hear about that Lynn did not, wasn't there for you guys. Because I know that that would have been a highlight for both of you. So, I mean, obviously these things happen. But I just, I, I know that I could tell when Ryan was like, oh, and something happened with Lynn. She got hurt. Or, and he, I was like, oh, wah, wah. I think because we hold Chitara so high up and we always joke about it on this show, but Lynn doing, at the time, every female voice is just so impressive still to me to this day. So that's, I did want to bring that up to her. Like, how did you feel doing every, <laughs> every female voice? Taxed. She season? felt taxed. <laughs> she did it. She did it. So just loved having that experience. Hopefully we will meet more of the, actually, who... I'm trying to think if from the surviving cast, are they pretty much... Jerry and Raphael still alive. Doug Priest is still alive. Bob McFadden's son is a voice actor. Is he? I love that. And then a lot of the writers are still are still around <clears throat> and are still writing. You know what also happened, by the way, on our winter vacation? Is that what we're calling this? The winter vacation? January. Our January two-week break. We had our first Thundercat review on Apple. Yay! Somebody's listening. Somebody. Well, I mean, we get people commenting all the time, but it's always on YouTube, right? That's the thing. Yes. Is that if, you, if you're not in the podcast world, people don't realize that in order to be suggested by a certain platform, you have to have reviews on that platform. So we could be wildly popular. I'd like to say that we're wildly popular. <laughs> wildly <laughs> popular <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube, but it would never translate into an a- Apple or Spotify or any other platform. So make comments, a thumbs up, anything, a heart, send an emoji. I don't care. A review and a five-star rating. Yes. You heard it from Zach. <laughs> so they say, hello there. My name is Juan and I've been a bungler since January. Now that warms my heart. This was December. So it's not this January, everybody. This was the year before. <laughs> I found your podcast while looking for Thundercats content. And now your destination hearing on Friday mornings. Thank you so much. I'm so looking forward to your review of Thundercats Season 2. My favorite. I love that. I love that. And what you guys will bring in 2024. Best wishes, Wano. Thank you, Wano. Wano. Ho. Thank you so much. <laughs> Truly. It was a shock. So that was a Christmas gift for us. So thank you. Thank you so much. I also want to shout out to Cybertron Maximal on Instagram, who also let us know that they are a bungler and they are also excited for season two. I love this. I love this, Zach. Do you love the season two, love? Yeah, I didn't expect it. As the series goes on, 
from season to season, there's there's a lot of, you know, skepticism and derision thrown thrown at some of those episodes. But I said this last time that because I grew up seeing them all out of order, that distinction never clicked for me. So the whole show, I, I have the same feelings about the whole show and have a lot of favorite episodes in these later seasons, including the ones we're talking about today. Very nice segue. Thank you for that segue. Thank you for that marvelous introduction. Truly. So like Zach said, this is Thundercats Ho, the movie. Although if you were watching this as a five-part adventure, it would be September 8th of 1986. Welcome 1986. Through the 12th. And this consists of episodes 66 through 70 of the original series. Thank you to the Thundercats Wikipedia for the synopsis and our lovely Leah for the audio that we will be using today. Where do we begin? Zach, there is a dramatic, dramatic, dramatic recap slash new look at our exodus in the first episode. Lion-O! Where are you? Lion-O! I... I'm here, Jaga! Over here! Come, Lion-O! We must get away while we still can! Get away? But my home, Jaga! We must seek a new home, Lion-O! Be brave, my young lord! Thundera is no more! This was presented as a movie, Zack, as Thundercats Ho. We mentioned it got split up, but... Do you have a preference in your viewing of this? I think it plays really well as a contiguous movie. I really, it's hard to like just consider them as individual episodes. And I really, I'm excited that we're going to talk about it like a movie start to finish. Because I think that there are some overarching themes and like things that go through all five parts that are really fun to think about and talk about. It was produced and aired in 1986 after season one of Thundercats finished at the end of 1985. In 1986, Rankin-Bass was really focused on Silverhawks, their other big cartoon. And so Thundercats Ho um, aired during that year. And then it wasn't until 1987 that the rest of season two started. And it aired, sometimes it aired as five episodes, sometimes it aired as a contiguous movie. I have a VHS tape that I got when I was like 11 or 12 from some local New York station. And it, it's uh, it's the movie version. So I think, but I think it aired both ways. And then obviously it was released on VHS in the UK as a, as a movie, which sadly we never got here. Which are you surprised with that? That always surprised me that we had been getting the VHS releases. I know the UK is big on tapes as, at, at the same time. I knew like the He-Man and She-Ra and they did all of those as well. But I was so surprised we didn't get this here on VHS as well, in the movie format. It always is with something that it's like, it makes so much sense because we were still in the height of VHS tapes and movies. The Secret of the Sword, which I might compare this movie to a few times, with that kind of movie that becomes broken up into five separate episodes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, VHS tapes, like video rentals were a big part of that era, but they were also a marketing tool for the show itself. So you see an episode at the video store, you rent it, then you start watching it on TV where there are ads. Maybe by the time 86 rolled around, maybe they weren't, it was already the number one show. Like, do they need to grow the audience more? Maybe not. So like all the VHS releases in the US and everywhere, except for the movie in the UK, there were season one episodes. So that whole marketing apparatus just all happened during the first season and then sort of dwindled as the show kept going over the next three years. But I still would love to have an official VHS that I can play in my VCR without it looking garbled. 
<laughs> so sometimes it aired as one contiguous movie, like in prime time, maybe. I don't know, that would be really exciting, like sit down at night with your family and watch the movie. I don't know if that actually happened, but I like to imagine that it did. Or it was five separate episodes. And when it aired as five separate episodes, there were little like intro and outro bumpers, like coming up this, you know, in this episode and next time, tune in for this. Whereas the movie version doesn't have that. The movie version has some other differences too, to shorten it for time. And we can talk about those at the end. There's some fun ways that they deleted scenes, but didn't, but still have the story feel continuous. And it changes the vibe of some parts. Ooh, okay. Much like when Panthro's nunchuck scenes are deleted, I still don't know how that flows in an episode if Panthro is fighting somebody in, in the UK version. It's just like... It must be very disorienting. That's what I'm thinking, Zach, that... If you're in a fight and Panther pulls this out, where do you cut to? Where, where does the cut happen? Yeah, what's he doing in the, like, what shot do you pull? He's, like, just sitting in a chair. Or it zooms in? Does it zoom oh, in Oh, maybe on it his zooms in. <laughs> <laughs> you just see this moving around? Oh, my God. UK bunglers, let us know. Tell us how those cuts happened. <laughs> Season two is epic in a lot of ways because we get new music cues as well which I love a lot of these new, like you, the first season has classic songs. These fit right in. Some of my favorite scenes that we'll talk about today are like the music is what heightens them for me and makes them so exciting. Yeah. He, Bernard Hoffer wrote a whole bunch of new music and it's put to really good use in this movie. And it's in their, their songs. We use the word songs. I guess that's right. They're compositions that I, I remember as a kid finding episodes where they would play with very little dialogue and just like looping them so I could just listen to the music. Yes, trying to, yes, get your own version of this song. I've been trying to do this too with this to try to get the background music. It's not working too well. Because <laughs> I want to get that new, what did you call it? Is it is it the Thunderstrike song? There's, or so there's, just... there's two. There's the, um, one of them plays at the end of part one. The other one plays at the beginning of part two. One, one is the, 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 the adventure theme is like that, do do do, with the trumpets, and the vehicle theme is ba da bum ba dum ba da ba ba dum, which feels almost more Silverhawks because he was writing this music at the same time he was writing Silverhawks music. That makes so much sense. Yeah, that it's like blurring, <laughs> kind of like together. Because how did we not get an official release of this epic soundtrack yet? I don't want to get angry. Uh, don't ask. WB, they'll find Radical Mummy. They'll find our Radical Bungler Mummies. Oh, on the t-shirt. Yeah. On the t-shirt, but they won't find that soundtrack in their archives. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. That would be an instant moneymaker. I know I'd buy it. <laughs> I'm sure someone has counted the beans and decided that it's not worth it. Mm. It's very frustrating. What a way to begin season two. If you're watching this in the single form, again, we're doing this as the movie per se, but you get that little today on Thundercats. So if you're hyped for that, oh, actually, this is the perfect time to bring this up, Zach. What do you feel about the theme not being updated? Even just a clip of, I told David, why not add Bengali, Pumaira, and Lingso just in the shot of the, when they, you know, that Thundercats heads peek in normally? I feel like that would have been an easier way to add them in without redoing the whole grand intro. In the movie version, and sometimes during the individual episodes, the intro sequence gets a Thundercats Ho the movie title treatment over the cat yes. signal, but they never made any other changes to the intro. And I could see them wanting to maybe wait until after the movie. More more new characters are coming, uh, you know, in the next five-parter mm -hmm. and further down the line. But it's a good question. Why didn't they update the intro? 
on the one hand, why mess with perfection? Like that intro True. is like the best cartoon intro of, of the era, but it would have been nice to, to feature more characters. It would have made it feel made it feel more refreshed. And you know, this movie does yes. a, this movie does a really good job of injecting new life into the show and like really setting us up for the next 65 episodes. Leonard Starr, who he wrote these five episodes, he wrote this movie. He's responsible for the entire show, really. He wrote the series Bible. He wrote the first four episodes. He created the entire world. He's a he's a very talented world builder. And so he wrote he wrote this five-part series, and he wrote the next one, too, that you'll talk about in your next episode, where he really like flexes those world-building muscles and gives us new characters, new locations, really sets the stage for, for the future. But here, he, it's funny, he, he says that he was asked to write this. He was notoriously, at least according to Jules Bass and Peter Lawrence, kind of difficult to work with. And so they, they would just give him these projects like, here, write these anointment trials. Here, write this five-parter. Oh, write this five-parter too. We'll let you, we'll let you operate in a little bubble so we don't have to deal with you. That's, that's their perspective. I don't know how much of it is true. <laughs> He's a genius, at least. But that's often with extremely creative people that they are sometimes in their own world. So it may, from the outside looking in, look like they are being difficult. But at the same time, like we had talked about how Tim Burton went crazy because they were going to change something and started kicking stuff, right? Yeah, we read for what movie? In Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> the ending. He he kicked a hole in the wall. Oh my goodness! Supposedly. So I mean. You know, to the outside looking in, the person might have said, oh, God, he has a violent streak. But to somebody else might say that you're you're his whole world. You're trying to change this whole vision that he had. And it means that much to them. So I don't know. That's true. We, you know, we wouldn't have this world if it weren't for him. So I'm sure he held it very dear to himself, felt a lot of ownership over it. But in this case, he was asked to to write this and to like, he, he says, what does he say? He's like, it was purely commercial. Um yeah, in 1986, yep. LJN was releasing a new series of action figures, and a lot of those characters are squeezed into this five-parter. It's sort of like an all-star cast of of favorite characters from season one. Yeah, many of whom many of whom have new toys on the shelves. When it first starts, and you get this like this intro before before the intro sequence, you get this this like preview of what's to come, and they cram so many characters into there it's characters you're not going to see for three or four episodes they cram in there just to like give them some face time at the beginning and let you know oh they're coming and maybe you should you know if you see them on the toy shelf were the thundercats the only ones to escape from the exploding planet of thundera no there were three others Bumira, linkso and bengali saved at the last moment and brought to third earth Will they escape the clutches of Mumra, Hammerhand, and Rataro? Can Snowman and Hachiman help against such evil? Watch today's episode of Thundercats and stay with us all week for this special five-part adventure. But e- even though there's this like commercial aspect to, to why he was asked to write it this way, I think he does he does two things really well. A lot of them were secondary characters that he didn't create, like Hachiman, Snowman, Captain Shiner, but he, Rataro. But he 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 takes them and he writes them so well. I think that that's worth saying. And we'll get, we'll talk about it as it goes along. He handles them really well. Truly he, a genius. He doesn't just include them because he has to. He like, he, he makes good use of them. So you thought they were alone on Thundera. You thought you knew how it went. You thought Lionel was awakened from his bed in the middle of the night. Well, what do we find out that actually happened? Yeah. There's a mad dash. 
we start fresh by going back to the beginning and we see it from a, a new perspective. We've seen the destruction of Thundera before. We saw it from space. We saw in Return to Thundera when, when Lionel goes through the time capsule and experiences it a little bit from the ground. God, yeah. But this is like, this is scary. I mean, this is seeing it from the ground and it is, it, things are exploding. There's fire everywhere. The lair, which is like, we've never seen the lair on Thundera before. And it's like, it's bigger. It's like more grand. It's just falling to pieces. Um, this is like disaster and people are running for their lives. And I think it's it's really effective to like start a new thing by revisiting how it started to then like tell a bigger story. And I think that's what he's doing here. But yeah, he sets up this idea that as they were fleeing, they board their ship and other people, other Thundarians are trying to get to their ships and they've been assigned ships. Yeah. But so clearly, like clearly they knew this was coming. What's the line from Sound of Music? I knew this was going to happen. I just didn't think it would be so soon. Like they knew this was coming. But they didn't think it was going to happen so quickly. And so they're rushing to make it to their ships and their ships are collapsing and exploding. Like, it's 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 scary. I'm glad I didn't see it when I was a little kid. I didn't see it till I was like 10 or 11. I mean, it gave Lionel nightmares. I think it might have given me nightmares too. There's the ship that was assigned to us. Hurry! The ship! Our poor countrymen! Look! Another ship ready to take off! Let's try to reach it! Ling So, are you alright? I, I think I've been blinded, Pumira. You and Ben Gali run for the ship! Leave me! No! We will not abandon you, old friend! Get his other side, Pumira! No! I'm holding you back! Don't argue, Lingso! We're almost there! Chaga, look! Survivors! We must wait for them! Can't we wait, Pentro? Not if we're to save, uh... We've only moments left! I understand, Pentro. And... Take off! A second more, and they would have been destroyed by the quake. But we've abandoned them, Jaga. They were our countrymen. One day, as Lord of the Thundercats, you will have to make many hard decisions, Lionel. This is but the first of them. No! I can't watch! No! No! can't watch. No! Lionel, wake up! Lionel! It's truly nightmare fuel. So when Lionel says he's haunted by this dream night after night, I think we could all agree. That's so true. Exactly. Why wouldn't you? And David, I know you wanted to say something about the lair, right? On Oh, so I, I just made the observation that when they went to third earth i assumed in my own mind i assumed that tiger came up with the cat's lair design. schematics and the whole design because of the the potential area they were going to build so i did not know that this is actually like a copy 
visually sort of a copy of the original, a smaller on a smaller scale. I just assumed that he said, this is where we're going to do it. This is the best bedrock to use. This is where we're going to do it. And here's my idea. I didn't know. I was giving him a little more, a little credit. more credit than I believe he was due. Sorry, Tigra. Not sorry. I've got Bengali now. We had to move. Oh, oh my God. Anyway, anyway, I'll just say that. Well, if, if, if you do one thing well, why not keep doing it? I mean, maybe he designed that one too. Yes, Zach. Maybe he did design that mm. one on, on Thundera. Mm. I don't know. Even you giving know. that to Jaga? <laughs> <laughs> um, and to your point, um, I think it was really traumatic. And I think it would be hard for a child, looking back, hard for a child to process that. And, um, but also from the ashes, no pun intended, like the Phoenix rising, I think this is where some of the best storyline comes from. Some of the best music we have comes from pain. Some of the best artistry we have is, is from pain and reflection. So this is also where I feel a lot of the cartoons, not to dig on the cartoons of today, do not have that sort of, um, soul and depth. So, yeah, yeah. Like a, a really traumatic thing can fuel interesting stories and and like and interesting it's, and characters. It, and it, what and... I like about it is the continuities that this is still this is an ongoing thing for Lionel. He is haunted by his past. He is haunted by the visions that he saw that he was unable to do more. He couldn't do more, and and so on. So I think it's I think it's amazing how it was written, and and again that continuity. So. He sees what he thinks Linkso, Pumaira, and Bengali being destroyed. Literally, he's saying, we can't wait for these, our countrymen. So that's horrifying, especially as a kid. I can't. I, I, I mean, I think, man, it's, it's even worse. Like he sees these three people that he wants to save. Not only is he told, no, we can't save them. He, he interprets correctly that we can't save them because we have to save you instead. You are more valuable than they are. That close-up of his face when it zooms in, bum, 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 oh, wow. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this movie. Maybe this wasn't intentional, but I feel like that for Lionel is like, that's the driving force for the whole rescue mission. Like, he feels mm. personally responsible for this sin. And like, he has to, he has to be the one to save them. I could totally see that. Definitely. Because he really goes full force into this mission. Not that I don't think he would to save it, but you're right. He is like, we must save our countrymen. Mm -hmm. I think that's a theme through the whole thing. This theme of loyalty, like loyalty taken to such an extreme of like putting others first, putting yourself in danger to save your, your countrymen, your loved ones. Yes. It's on display the entire, for the entire movie. And I think it, for me, it's what makes it feel like a, like a cohesive story story there's this through line of always doing everything you can to to save your friends even if you're putting yourself in danger to do it this leads to i know david's one of his favorite things because jaga's gonna come lion awakens snarf says what's happened lion you know and he says food is the answer of course he's gonna get he's gonna give lion breakfast that's the answer he leaves him Lionel has his inner monologue of this dream, this nightmare that I am haunted with. Mr. Jaga appears and gentlemen, I wrote he pulls a sorceress of Castle Grayskull because <laughs> this is Adora all over again. Oh, by the way, you might have forgotten, but they're not really dead. The horde took you as a child, Adora. <laughs> I, that's why I equate it to the secret of the sword as well, because it's like, we have to do things like this to make the story work. But I feel horrible, but that we were literally on an island on Third Earth this whole entire time. 
time. Why did he wait this long? Did Jaga just find yes. out? I guess Jaga just found out. Or he's like, you know, things have been quiet lately. I'm going to give him a new mission. Why not? Let me just add this on. He's no like, Mara. I was updating my, I was updating my status on MySpace, and <laughs> MySpace. Um, oh God! And I saw that there was some other countrymen on or over on an island with some burbles. So he says, it may not have happened like that, Chitara, Chitara. Oh, Chitara, Chitara, Lido, Chitara. I think this is the perfect time to bring this up, and Zach would be the one that knows this, I believe, if it's actually a thing. <laughs> Did we have, you know the, the term Mandela effect? Yes. Did David and I both separately have a Mandela effect that Chitara's vision power, where she spins around, was given a the name... Gyno something. Gyno or gyro mastery or something like Gyno, like gynecologist? Yeah. <laughs> like gyro. Like it comes from her nether regions. <laughs> God. I am a woman and you hold no secrets from me. Because we both, we both came separately saying, didn't they have a term for her, the actual act of her spinning and doing this vision thing? And there's nothing on. There's a term called gyromancy or something. Gyromancy. Gyromancy. Is, <gasps> is like That's divination. Not- like you know fortune telling where you spin around zach i think see see but he solved the 30 year old mystery but was it said in the was it actually episode one of the episodes so no but maybe do you did you guys have the like the book of the ghost warrior i actually bought it years later i could see like some some author like doing a uh what's it called when they turn a movie into a book Oh, like the, the adaptation, the novelization of, of an episode, <laughs> like throwing in some words like that. But no, I don't. That's that. I've never heard that word until today. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it here first, bunglers. Here we go. We bungled it better than anybody else. But this is what she does. She spins around. They beg her. They they almost they're they're like really pressuring her because she doesn't. We know from the ghost warrior that she doesn't like to do it. It like very draining. And but then they're like, well, Jaga told Jaga says you have to do it. You have to listen to Jaga, right? <laughs> She's like, well, I, if Jaga said it was vital, okay. How many times must I watch my fellow Thundarians perish while I sped to safety? They didn't perish, Lionel. Jaga, what are you saying? I saw the flames consume them. It seemed that way, but they survived, and they are here on Third Earth. They are? Where? How? Chitara may be able to tell you that, Lionel. If she uses her gift. Chitara's gift? Oh, yes, her trance visions. But Chitara, Lionel. Chitara must take. A little bit. Of, it's, a, it's like David Koresh. This is like this is like a cult thing. You have to do what you're told to do. The cult of Jaga? <laughs> the cult of Jaga. Well, he has his own coins. commemorative coins. Yes, yes David. <laughs> Chitara goes into the vision and Lynn Lipton, bless her. She is on her game at season two. Oh, they have perished. That scream. <laughs> she screams. I love this. This is, but this is Chitara. She's living the moment again herself. She's witnessing it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. And then she's like, no, they are saved. The drama. But can we just say that Lynn had a hand in casting another female voice i believe right she actually went to 
the higher ups and said, hire my friend because I can't do another voice. Do not give me Pumaira, please. Do not give me Pumaira. <laughs> and it's great. We get it's great to have some new voice talent in the room to like it. It, oh. hel- it helps make it feel like a new season to like Bengali is voiced by Peter Newman. But yeah, Pumaira and Linkso are both new voice actors. And it's it's just it's it makes it feel fresh. And, poor, and it gives Lynn a break. Poor Lynn. <laughs> she really... She's like, okay, I might have to do someone else coming up in the next set of she, episodes. She, you but... see her. You see her. She's got a, a, a tea with lemon and honey. And she's sucking on Ricola's. Because she's like, my throat. My throat. I can't do another voice. <laughs> poor woman. She had the show on her back. Let's just face it. Lynn Lipton, of course, we always speak your name. You must try Chitara. We know how tough these trances are on you, Chitara. If Jaga said it was vital, then I must try. I am beginning to see... Thundera! Yes! I see our countrymen as our ship lifts off. Oh! They have perished! No! They managed to survive! I can hear them clearly now is the ship gone yes it was the royal flagship of the thundercats oh then all is not lost the code of thundera still lives justice truth honor loyalty yes and the thundercats will carry that code to all whom they may encounter Indeed. And who are you? We are Bubbles from the planet Welfare. It's a very tiny planet, and so we must go to other planets to survive. What was that? Your planet, it has been destroyed. Be grateful you were spared the sight of that, Linkso. The end of Thunder. They did have enough fuel to reach third Earth, but... But? But what, Chitara? But not enough to make it to the Burble village. They landed in the middle of the ocean, on a small, deserted island. Where? Which ocean? I... I... I see no more. Can I just add one thing that has been on my mind? So is the cat signal, the cat call, the cat signal more like a Batman in Gotham signal? How come these other Thundercats never saw Lionel 
call the other Thundercats if this goes deep into the the sky for them wherever they are to see it. You're saying not the actual effect, not the boost because no, they're not the, not the not the, actual... the turbo boost uh, power up because they're not Thundercats. They're only countrymen. Why did they not see Lionel on the like on the beach somewhere close to this mysterious island? Use the sort of omens to contact the other Thundercats and not see the cat symbol and have some sort of hope, saying maybe we should build a raft. <laughs> Let's go that way. That the Thundercats. I know. I saw that. I wasn't. I'm not crazy. I'm not looking in a mirror seeing an Egyptian man like Chitara. Oh my god! They see Mumra even two <laughs> flying by. What is that? Oh my god! What is that? I mean, it's a good question, but again, this is the secret of the story. I know. Obvious. Obviously, you have to. You just have to accept. Just it. things that uh, pop into my mind. Like, is the cat signals just kind of lower to the ground? Does it kind of know where the Thundercats are and kind of aims itself accordingly? Or is it just like it's it's a beam of light in the sky? Like you can't if it's if you're over the horizon, you won't you might not see it. And if they really are in the middle of the ocean, like on the other side of the planet, maybe not. But you're right. It is very it is very like oh this this is a secret that you know we've held back and don't ask questions. That's what the sorceress says. Ask no questions. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, for the honor of Grace Galador, that's it. I'm done. I'm out. Peace out. Just say it. The other thing I want to say and then I'm going to shut up is how come Lionel, knowing that these they had countrymen, why did he never use sight beyond sight? I would have been sight beyond sighting every minute. Let's find them. Sight beyond sight. Tell me where the tell me where that that tell me where that island is. Sight beyond sight. Am I closer? Oh. Sight beyond sight. Am I over here? There was nothing blocking the sight beyond sight. Only Chitara though. That's only her gyromance. <laughs> only that could do it we find out that they survived that actually is a big part we totally glanced over yes Linkso is blinded <laughs> in the and he escape. seems to accept it pretty easily oh, i've been blinded that's it i'm gonna keep my eyes closed from now on it was like i think that nope, there the... was no blood yeah, when when they're when they're fleeing, Linkso is blinded by a like a fiery pillar that like shoots steam up or I don't know what into his face, and he, yeah, he's blind now. He wants them to leave him behind. He says, "Run, run for the ship, leave me," and they don't. They say, "No, we we can't leave you behind." And then and then they lie to him. They say, "We're almost there." They're they're very yes. clearly not almost there. I thought so, I okay. I thought I was going crazy. I thought that was maybe like something with the the art, but it is a lie. Then okay. Yeah, they're trying to they're they're protecting him and they're trying to make him feel better. And, and I think that's it's like it goes back to the theme of like doing whatever it takes to save your friends. Like if they left him behind and run, could they have made it? Maybe, probably not. But maybe. But no, it's, it's it would be the wrong thing to do. So of course they wouldn't leave him behind. And Chitara herself sees that. Don't you know? Lucky enough, two burbles were noticing that Thundera was being torn apart and exploding. So they were on a rescue mission, which I love this about burbles. Again, it just shows their heart. They're going. They're going into an exploding planet to see if they could save anybody. There's a deleted line of dialogue that's in the script, where uh, the burbles turn to each other and they say, "Do we?" One of them says, "Do we dare?" And the other says, "Do we have a choice?" And then they say, of course not. Wow. I love that. That's, That's a little beautiful. moment. That's beautiful. They land on Thundera. And they pop they pop their little head out. Imagine being imagine being Lingso well, Lingso's blind at this point, but imagine being Bengali and Pomyra, and you're like, an alien spaceship, what is this? And then this robot bear sticks its head out. 
you must think you actually did die and now this is just like a, a weird <laughs> hallucination and death this is heaven then they don't they say friends friends hurry or something yes, friends, come aboard like, friends the burble save them they do mention that Robert is a very tiny planet, which we had to assume, and they have been saved. They say it's a very tiny planet, so we have to go to other planets sometimes. But that means, it means two things. It either means that resources are very limited, or their burbles are reproducing. That you've got baby Ooh. burbles. Horny little devils, they're <laughs> rabbits. They're the rabbits of the alien. <laughs> the, the planet's just not big enough. I almost wonder if they build each other and then they become like... <laughs> it is compulsively build more of themselves? It's sex night, Robert Bell. <laughs> booty call. Oh my god, booty calls. <laughs> That's what they're going to Thundera for? They got the alert? You you always say a blue, a blue burble is like a peacock. <laughs> what? David always says a blue burble. Like I've never like seen a blue burble. seeing a blue burble. But I think that was just to make, make the toy stand out too, because we needed to make those burbles with LJN. We can't have them all be brown. That's make true. one blue. Yeah. <laughs> make a blue burble. In the midst of this, we can't forget about Mumra himself. He's still around. Spying. Mm. The, the signal is still working very clear. <laughs> to the cat's lair and he hears the thought of new Thundarians on third earth unacceptable oh no not in my not in my neighborhood <laughs> it's over he's at the viewing pool mm. tuned in the wi-fi signal is still working strong a year later and he and his his initial thing is oh i have to destroy them <laughs> Of course, his plan's gonna his plan changes. It gets more a little too elaborate, but at first it's just like no, they have to go. They can't be allowed to exist. And what does Mister Mumra do? <laughs> Mamut, Mamut is a painting on the wall next to the sarcophagus that has been there the whole entire time. Yeah, I think or it's has like he been painting. Has he? Been no, maybe maybe Mama was his dog many thousands of years ago, and so he you know he had a little painting of him. Like you know you have photos of your departed pets around the house sometimes. That's what this is. But in this case, he can you know bring him back <laughs> this undead dog. And he call he refers to him as his ravishing beauty. Yes, is it ravishing or ravaging? I don't know. I thought he said. See, I was going to ask this because the LJN figure. Yeah. Okay. So. The the original LJN toy line name for Mama was, was it Ravage? Ravage. So maybe that was a way of, they maybe thought it was going to be Ravage, Ravager, Ravage, you know, and they kind of just added that into the script too to. <laughs> it is, it is Ravaging. I'm glad he has a friend now. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. He needed this talk long to. time. He needed a pet. This is the funny part. He loves this mutt, this ma mutt. And so he is capable of love. I need you for this ma mutt. <laughs> I love you too, ma mutt. My ravaging beauty. Here is what you must do. I 
I think I think that Mahmud is is a really wonderful addition, and I, people who who badmouth what you know Mumra having a dog that he loves, I I don't I don't is understand. He the scrappy do? Is he the scrappy? Yes, I think some people do think he's sort of. Well, Snarfer is also sort of a scrappy. Snarfer is going to say they call scrappy do for sure. Does does Mumra cease to be scary because he has this dog that he interacts with? Maybe a little bit, but it's, I don't know. It's, I find it endearing and, and a source of I do entertainment. It's maybe because we love Mumro, I guess, for what he is. <laughs> we, we, see, we see these this lovable parts in him. I don't know. I see you, Mumra. I see you. No, I really see you. No, because even, let's just say even, I don't know, a murderer will have a dog possibly. And they don't, they don't do anything to their animal. So it's possible. It's possible for a villain to have an animal that they care about. Also, this is... This is one ugly dog. So, oh, <laughs> I'm glad he found. I'm glad someone adopted him. It, that would be Mumra's dog, wouldn't it? That would be the one he would pick. Look at this one. Oh. So, what is the plan that Mumra comes up with? It's they're on a beach, right? They're on Survivor Third Earth Edition. Our Thundarians. So, who are the only people that have boats? I don't know. I thought they were all dead. But guess what? Hammerhand and the Berserkers are alive. The last time we had seen him, Bunglers, if you don't remember, is when we had Spitting Image. And Mumra did his clone machine. And he inserts Hammerhand's spirit from below into the clone. And then that's it. So, Zach, what happened in your mind? What happened to bring Hammerhand back and then Berserkers with these upgraded okay, LJN toy bodies, but yes, they're selling toys still. But how did this happen? How did he come from the depths below? Ariel? The ghost, the ghost escapes at the end of Spitting Image and vows revenge, which he seems to forget yes. about because here he's willing to work for Mumra for some gold. Do you like their conversation? I wrote this conversation down. Mumra says there are some cat-like aliens on an island nearby. I need you to get them from me. Hammerhead says, what do I get at? He goes, my goodwill. <laughs> Sammy says, we don't, we don't, we hate Goodwill. He goes, but we'll do it for gold. Mamra says, the gold it is then. <laughs> Chitara? I, I, I offered Chitara. I didn't have enough gold for her. The, I mean, that's the price on Third Earth. In the script, he says, Goodwill spoils our digestion. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and we know they eat unicorns yep. from the last time, unfortunately. Oh, wow. That's terrible. Mamra! You are quite right to be frightened of the Marmots. Why are you here, Bumra? I require your services. There are some aliens on an island nearby that Marmot has located. Cat-like creatures. You will deliver them to me. And what do I get in return? My goodwill. We hate goodwill. Amy Buckos. <laughs> we work for gold, Mumra. Gold. 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 <laughs> Very well. You will receive gold. Ah. <laughs> That's better. What's the location of this here island? I, I don't know that there is a rational explanation for how they come back. I don't really care because I think this incarnation is better. I think the original yes. Berserkers are kind of just all nameless pirates. And I really enjoy, and maybe it is the influence of, of you know, 
toy makers trying to distinguish different characters. But I really enjoy each of these four berserkers. And I, I, it's a, I think it's a shame they didn't get more episodes down the line. More episodes by themselves as the standalone villain for that episode. It's Cruncher, Ram Bam, and Top Spinner. Beautiful toys. <laughs> I, always, Beautiful <laughs> I always had to catch myself with Ram Bam to not say Ram Man. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I actually looked too, Zach, just now. I was going to say Ram Man, yeah. and I, I looked and saw Ram Bam, or Bam Bam. And and so when, when they assault the beach, we get to see each of their unique abilities, which is fun. So we see the top spinner can, you know, his whole torso just spins in a circle, and he can, the Thunderians are firing at him from within their fort. Pyra has this Gatling gun firing rocks, and he just, rocks. like, spins around and repels them all. Gyromancy. 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 <laughs> I wonder what his visions are of. Unicorns. <laughs> My God. You, okay, you mentioned the, this is great, the fort that they build on this island. So have the Thundercats, I mean, it's been like a year time for us. I wonder if it's been over a year or more that they've had time to build this fortress, build their own huts. They have their own defense system, which was fantastic. I mean, they were ready for anything at this point. They say they've, in the script, they say they've been there for years. And <gasps> Myra also says to, in the in the episode, she says to Linkso, she says, it's it's when Mamet flies overhead, they're like, what what is that creature? And they ask Linkso, she says, all your senses have become razor sharp since you lost your sight. So he's clearly had time to develop his other senses. Yeah, I think they've been there for a while. No explanation of how they ha- haven't aged. Maybe it's like an interstellar time dilation situation. Maybe the burbles have better technology than we think. It's not just all candy, fruit, and fur. <laughs> and having babies. <laughs> having babies! Burbles babies! Who knew this was an epidemic? In the meantime, Panthro has been busy. Because we get the Thunderclaw and the Hovercat. Yes, yes, yes. Two more devices. Two more toys. Okay. But they needed this. They need flying contraptions. Honestly. Yeah, other than the feliner. Yeah. They needed small, small aircraft because the mutants have small aircraft. So why don't the Thundercats? That is so true. Not to cut you off. Why didn't Panther update the Thunder Tank or get it's a new perfect. one? Perfect. It works perfectly. You'll no, see. Even no, no. There's always room for improvement. I told you he should have taken that alien ship, scrapped the, the guns yeah, scrap and, the metal and, and, and the shield device <laughs> and the shielding device that, that encapsulated Cat's Lair all way back when and use that technology. It, the that. shield device would have been fantastic, but you'll see that later on the Thunder Take could be on fire and it still works. So <laughs> he made yeah, a another, land ve- another land vehicle, not just a flying vehicle, another land vehicle. See, I would make everything flying because I feel like there's so much more opportunities in the air, but I could be wrong. Around this time, we mentioned there was attack by the the Berserkers. The Berserkers get to the island. They put up a grand fight, the Thundarians and the Burbles. They try their darndest and they get kidnapped by the Berserkers. Yeah, the Berserkers chain them up and turn them into slaves, all rowing the ship on one side. Only one side. So they're just going to be traveling. They're just going to be spinning in circles. <laughs> I noticed the same thing all on one side. I know it's for our visuals, but that's so true. It's like, okay, Berserkers. I don't even think they need them to row. I think it's just it's just for their amusement. They have the jets in yeah. the back. And we hear that those burbles know their way around a cook pot, all right? I love that line. The sport burbles, burbles and snarfs. You will be the chef. That's all you got. (laughs) How do 
you feel, Linkso? I'm all right, Pumaira. Perhaps a sip of water. Ah, smell that! Smell that! Oh, them burbles know their way around a cookpot, all right! You, how about some water? Sure, mighty. Maybe after we finishes our delicious dinner. <laughs> Come on, mates. Bengali! You... you look like a Thundarian. That man or a Thundercat. Shh, yes, I am a Thundercat. I'll have you free in a moment. Ah! I thought I heard something. You'll wish you hadn't, Hammerhand. So, it's the young lord himself. Ah, get him! And they they park the they park the ship in Plundar Cove, which I love. It sounds like some. It sounds like the water park at you know. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Newton World. Water Park. Welcome to Plundar Cove. We have a new restaurant or er, coming out soon. Unicorns cooked by burbles. <laughs> Lionel gets to the to the ship. Lionel goes alone. This is where my cockamamie theory of like he feels like he has to rescue them on his own comes into play. Snarf, Snarf follows him and Snarf says, you better wait for the others. Like, don't do this alone. But Nalino doesn't listen. He does it alone. And I don't know what his plan is. He thinks he's going to secretly rescue three people and also fight off four pirates. And one of the people is blind and he's going to swim them ashore somehow. I don't know. It does, it's it's not a good... Climb on my back, Lingso. <laughs> <laughs> I will take you from here. <laughs> Like, it's a great scene when he's fighting the Berserkers. I love that scene. I love the music in that scene. But I, I do think that Lionel kind of screwed up here. For a little while, he's doing pretty good. He trips, is it Cruncher? No. He trips Top Spinner. Top Spinner. Does the Berserkers go berserk? And this scene, did you notice when Pumira looks up and goes, Bengali? But it's like about Lionel. Like, she's like, what is this, this creature in front of us? <laughs> This my specimen. God, I've been on this island too long with these two. <laughs> like my brother Bengali, I told you already, this isn't Blue Lagoon. <laughs> God, Blue Lagoon. Oh my God. So what ends up happening is Lionel goes, yes, I am a thunder. I am a thundercat. Is it Linkso? I want to say he says. Bengali says, you look like a Thundarian. And Linkso somehow says that and more a thundercat. How in the world he can sense this? Who knows? His ears were going off. He yeah. got a he got a telepathic beam. Lionel gets taken and thrown into the into the ocean. Right? Yeah, he Somehow. has to he has to surrender. Like they, Hammerhand threatens their lives, and Lionel says, "Well, I, you know, I guess I'll come back later." <laughs> and he dives into the water. <laughs> guess guess I'm coming back. One thing that happens during the battle is the Bengali. He's chained up. He is straining against those chains because he wants to help. Lionel. I love that's I think my favorite moment in the whole episode actually because it's like this perfect moment of like great animation awesome music and this theme again of like desperately wanting to help your friends helping each other yes the, the, they're compelled to help people it's like in their nature didn't you feel though didn't you feel though so Lionel goes down to the the rowing area 
the one-sided <laughs> rowing area. At that point, shouldn't he have just used the sword and broke their chains immediately? And then couldn't he have bursted yes. the berserkers back by using the sword of omens? It seems like he didn't rely on the sword of omens. Mystical power that does everything. Creates shields, barriers, you know, takes down the Mumra's pyramid. Everything yeah. else, he just kind of was like, eh, when they were coming at me, I would have immediately shot them. And then I would have called the, the Thundercats. I guess, again, they have to set it up where he needs the, the storyline goes. I wouldn't have even given them an opportunity to even say hello. I would have broke the chains immediately with the sword. The, ch- the sword could have done that, true. but And, and, and moved on before. Yeah, he, he, he engages the Berserkers right away without... You're right, he could have taken the time to free them. But what he should have done was call the others immediately. Yeah, Snarf's on shore going, oh my god! Of course, <laughs> I can't I'm going to tell you something. Snarf has, again, stepped up his game. He's not afraid of anything. And this this whole oh, movie... Oh, this movie. Oh he's my fearless. god, she went on wires, fearless. everything. He is fearless, so shout out to Snarf. I guess because now we have, sn- in the coming soon... Snarfer, yeah. Snarfer, who's going to be the, the comic. We get the famous... To me, this is a famous line. Lionel's in the water, and they go berserk... I don't know how they heat up an ocean. It's with just their flames. A whole It's just ocean. that general area. It's just that general area. But it's so hot that Snarf can't even get in. He goes, am I to be boiled alive or, or something like that? I love that line. It's a it's a cliffhanger if there ever was one. And then he like he sinks down to colder depths where he'll like it's either be boiled alive or drowned. He has no other choice. He's going down. I want to say real quick, first episode in a long time, maybe first episode at all, where Lionel doesn't summon the others. There's no cat signal in the whole episode. No Thundercats wow, ho. Yes. No nothing. Which it should have been, like we said. Would have solved a few issues. <laughs> Will I be boiled alive? In the next episode of Thundercats, Mumra enlists the aid of the terrifying Rataro. <laughs> so, my prisoner again, eh? Welcome back, Airball. And the evil Captain Shiner. The Thundarians! Stop them! And Lion-O faces a new mutant weapon, the awesome Fist Pounder. Snarf is having a heart attack on the shore. He has not surfaced yet, Lion-O. And the Mighty Panthro, I've seen him before, the Mighty Panthro. I love that. I love that the Thundercats are like celebrities. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. They have this reverence for them. He is, he's flying along and somehow he wants to chase after the Berserker ship, but Snarf screaming on the shore is loud enough to Panthro to hear. And he's like, Lion-O, 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 Lion-O's down. And with the Thunderclaw, I don't know how, beautifully picks him up like a crane from a crane oh, machine. creates a, like a cyclone effect. Ooh, yeah, a cyclone, cyclone effect. effect. But then they, they just gently, they just gently grab him in the perfect, the perfect position and Lionel is, is raised up from the ocean. The magic of animation. Panthro says, I want to say it's Panthro, Mumra's foul decaying hand yes. has to be in this. I see Mumra's foul decaying hand. In Mummy! <laughs> I love that. It's not just Mumra. I think Mumra might be involved. I see his foul decaying hand. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be as sh- like dramatic and Shakespearean as I can be. So does Mumra smell, do you think, every time they, <laughs> they come across him? Honestly, like do you think he smells like of rotting flesh? 
Because that would just add another horrific part of his mm, whole thing. I think he's dried out. He's like beef jerky. He's, he's, he's dried out. Yeah, mummies. He's mummies so smell. Mummies smell like. Yeah, they smell like like weird herbs and spices. Like I hope. I hope this. I hope it smells like cinnamon. Shitara's <laughs> like, is there a KFC over here someplace? <laughs> Oh, oh. The plot is that the Berserkers are to deliver the Thundarians to the mutants. And we find out that they both are talking crap about the others. It's <laughs> great. It. Yeah. Wrote that down. Monkey and says he hates dealing with the Berserkers. And the Berserkers are all at the same time saying they hate dealing with the mutants because they're revolting. And then, then they, they trade more insults. Yeah. Cruncher calls them mangy beasts. And then Jackalman calls mangy them beasts. scroungy water rats. I love that. It's just love great that. insults both that. ways. Ah, the circus! <laughs> I hate dealing with that bunch. They're disgusting. Yeah, mutants! I hate doing business with that crew. They're revolting, revolting! Ah, here are the prisoners flying. You have the gold, Mumra promised us, of course. Gold? Mumra promised you gold? I could easily lose control and go berserk if you try to trick me, a reptile. Uh, maybe you mean this gold, Hammerhand? Yes? Trying to pull a fast one on us, eh? You mangy beasts! Stay back, you scroungy water rats! Amira, while they're squabbling! It's our chance to escape! I will follow your movements. Do not worry about me. Let's do it then! And it just shows you again that villains will never get along. They'll never work with each other. Because if they united into the Council of Doom or whatever that is in Super Friends. The Legion of Doom? Legion of Doom. They could have done something. Why did I write gold? What gold? Was gold brought up? Oh, oh, oh. You're talking about Captain. Yeah, you're talking about. Oh, that's right. He's like, where's the gold that Mumra promised us? Gold. What gold? And then he grabs Slide by the suspenders and you know threatens him. And he says, "Oh, you, maybe you mean this gold? <laughs> oh, you mean this one right here? <laughs> it was the it was the female Thundercat. She came and took all our gold. <laughs> she was dressed as a tabbit, and she took all our gold. She was wearing a tabbit snuggie. Snuggie, Angelus, snuggie. I would have loved that." They are taken from the mutants to Mumra. Mumra's very dramatic as always. Did you see this shot, though, where he walks between Linkso and Pumaira while he's talking? Like, he couldn't just, like, walk around them. He's like, I am breaking through them. You will make way for Mumra. He walks right into, the, right into the camera. He doesn't even get out of the, like... <laughs> Here I am. You've been waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> this line I thought was very important, gentlemen. Linkso says, we are not Thundercats. We do not have the, we are Thundarians. We do not have the honor of being Thundercats. Oh, but don't you? Just wait. And then Mumra's like, you're just commoners. But I don't think the Thundercats want to see you suffer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. He's terrible, Mumra. You're merely commoners. (laughs) You're beneath me. So, it seems there were more Thundercats on third earth than we thought. We are not Thundercats. We are from Thundera, yes. 
but we do not have the honor of being Thundercats. Hmm, honor. Shh. So, you are merely Thunderian commoners. Hmm, even so, I don't think the noble Thundercats would suffer the thought of your being in Mumra's clutches. Will you keep these Thundarians here, Mumra? No. They will be taken to Fire Rock Mountain. Whatever your plan, it will fail, Mumra. Oh, yes. Your precious Thundercats will come to rescue you. But they will have to cross the Fire Rocks to accomplish their mission. <laughs> These fire rocks are known to the Thundercats as Thundranium. <sighs> the effect of Thundranium on the Thundercats is known to you. <laughs> then you know it will make them as weak as kittens. This is a new location that we will be hearing a lot about. Fire Rock Mountain. Yeah, so now we're getting a taste of Mumra's plan. It's like, I'm not going to destroy them. I'm going to use them as bait. And the place where I'm going to take them is itself dangerous for the Thundercats when they come to rescue them. But that's not complicated enough for Mumra. He needs to make it more complicated. So Of course, of course, <laughs> he has to. I think he's trying to cover his tracks. So it's like he's going to hire different people to to take them for different parts of the journey so that it's like harder for the Thundercats to figure out what's going on. And everybody else too, yeah. the villains themselves. Like, ooh. <laughs> you know, we get to have more characters along the way, which is fun, but it's it's maybe a little overly complicated. I don't know. But Mamura is paranoid. I get it. That's so funny you say that because I have, I wrote, why do you have to make things so complicated? <laughs> <laughs> Avril, so Avril Levine. <laughs> It's so true. You're right. It's so convoluted, this plan. He's just like, and then I'm going to call up Hachiman. You know what? This is what this needs. I'm going to I'm gonna have the Berserkers take them to the mutants. <laughs> the mutants there. will bring them to me. Captain Shiner will take them there. Then the mutants will meet them there. They're not going to fly with Shiner. They're going to go separately. Yeah, it's just, it's it's so complicated. To meet up with the mutants again at Fire, Fire Rock Mountain. Yeah. And then he's he's putting out a lot of money too. Mumra is putting out a lot of money on <laughs> money Shine is like, mm, this is going to be expensive. I don't know what part of the thing he's got a calculator out. And he's and he's typing, he's figuring out, he's calculating how much money this is gonna cost. He's like oh room, board, I had to stay in Airbnb, you know. Driving out to the pyramid. <laughs> So there's a little scene where Snarf is left. He says he's going to make his way to Cat's Lair and Panthro and Lionel are going to continue on. Right? Yeah, they're going to go. They think they suspect Mumra. So they're going to go. They're going to go to the pyramid. That's the plan for like 30 seconds. The plan is let's go to the pyramid. Mind you, they were hanging out on the beach all night while Lionel was like recuperating from his. His, his ordeal. His, yeah, he's yeah. drowning being cooked alive his hot tub experience Ooh, was it was a hot tub and don't you know at the same time our dear friends who we never knew that were real i guess they they hang out all the time vulture man is in the rat star with rotaro <laughs> okay all right and they see snarf again <laughs> poor snarf and he's instantly 
sucked up in their tractor beam thing and retaro welcomes him back which is a which is a a flub which is a mistake i thought he took snarf right yeah yeah um this is leonard star i think you know trying to incorporate characters that he didn't write and he just he just messes it up but i'll forgive him because i think snarf does a snarf is a very impressive prisoner aboard the rat star oh my god that's very true he's like oh once you've seen one snarf you've seen them all <laughs> So I have one of my most favorite lines of this whole thing in this one episode, this one area. Vulture Man, so they capture Snarf and Lionel and Panther go to rescue him. And Vulture Man says, I believe it's the King of Beasts with the little sword. Does he say with the little sword, it's the King of Beasts? And his little sword. He's referring to Lionel. He's referring to Lionel. (laughs) It's the Lion King. (laughs) It's the King of Beasts with his little sword. I hated this rat's nest last time, Rotaro. I like it even less this time. Where were you rushing to, you furry fool? None of your bird nosy business. Ah, Who are you calling? No, we may have use for this silly creature later. Mumra will tell us what's going on. It's the king of beasts with his little sword. Lionel? <laughs> sword, eh? Let's try a little magnetic attraction. Well, Vulture Man is. Vulture. Oh, Vulture. He's a man. The emancipation of Vulture. I was going to say emaciated again. <laughs> Fate's hot. Hogtie. Snarf. Is that the term? I think so. Not at this point, but later on they put duct tape on his mouth. Poor thing. So they have this beam. Lion-O goes to rescue Snarf. The Sword of Omens is magnetized. Yeah, it's stuck to the stuck to the bottom of the rat star. How does Snarf know? He says, these wires look right. This is the magnifier wires that are just hanging out of this control panel that's open. And uh, he chews them. Which yeah. for anyone who's ever had a, a pet rabbit, you would, you would be horrified if they chewed the wires because there could be electricity. And poor Snarf got electrocuted. Yeah, he risks his life to save Lion-O. And, he, and in the script, it says he lights up like a light bulb, which is <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, God. That really had to have taken some life off of Snarf a little. <laughs> another, another year. And then he sees Lion-O fall, presumably to his death. Like, Rotaro picks him up and holds him so that he can watch the telescreen as Lionel oh. plummets to the to the into the snow. And he's like, "What have I done? What have I done?" Poor Snarf. But honestly, I think you gave him a. a it worked out in the end, Snarf. Yeah. It works out in the end. So around this time, I want to say that Captain Shiner, we brought him up. He is contacted by Mumra, and he says, "David, this isn't your favorite line. You are always expensive, Captain Shiner." I have that Shiner. too. <laughs> I have that too. <laughs> it's going to be this expensive. Is going to be expensive. Yeah. You're always expensive. <laughs> and he says, "I'm a mercenary. What can I say?" <laughs> Money. What is this chore you have for us, Mumra? <laughs> These prisoners are to be transported to Fire Rock Mountain. Fire Rock Mountain? Ooh, treacherous updrafts in those canyons, Mumra. It uh, will be expensive. You are always expensive, Captain Shiner. What can I tell you? I'm a mercenary. Take them. To fire Rock Mountain! I 
I think Shiner, I think Captain Shiner's guest, and this is the last time we see him is in this movie, but I think his guest appearance here, I think it's really good. It's better than his first appearance. A thousand percent. Oh, yeah. yes. I want to say also Rataro's last appearance is yes. in these movies as well. So this is a bang. going Belp going out with a bang. So Captain Shiner's ship, he seems to have, I want to say, three boards. I don't know, team crew members. It's like It seems like there's like about three or four of them. I wrote, why do they all have price scanner guns? If you look at those guns that they have, they are price scanners. You know those ones they give you sometimes at Stop and Shop too if you want to scan. Or at Home Depot, yeah. That is exactly what they have. But well, they are expensive. They're all about money. <laughs> They're mercenaries. Mercenaries. Mercenary. Our Thundarians. They put up a good fight. They end up at some point taking over the ship for a moment, barely, <laughs> really quickly, and they tell him, "You better turn this ship around." And he keeps saying, "I am. I am." <laughs> you are still heading for those horrible peaks. Turn now. What happened to the telescreen? Electrical failure. Turn, or we're turning now. Relax. Bengali, the ship is not turning. It's descending. What are you up to, Shiner? Nothing, my friend. I assure you, it's your imagination. We're almost around. 180 complete. Heading south. Those fumes! We must be near Fire Rock Mountain! Below! Thundranium fumes! Weak! Yes, my brave Thundarian! Where to now, Captain China? We wait for the mutants! They're supposed to take the prisoners the rest of the way! He does not care. He's like, he wiggles his monocle to like signal to the pilot, like, don't do what I'm saying, do the opposite. And then he like, he stands up and because they, they tell him to turn the ship around. When he's standing up, he pushes a button on his control panel to turn the screens off. And Bengali says, what happened? Or Pumaira says, what happened to the telescreen? And he says, oh, uh, electrical failure. He just like makes things up. Yes. He's not, he's not, he doesn't feel threatened at all. He's just so brazen. It's great. After that screen went off, I would have been like, oh, no. And I would have just shot it. I would have shot Well, Linkso Link so says the ship has not turned around. It's the ship. can sense it. It's, it's descending instead. Yeah. That's when that's when you say no. There's something going on. But don't you know, they open the, they open the that's window. That's when you bring up the scanners and start scanning. Because that's what <laughs> I would have been doing. But that's just Start me. scanning and pay later. So they let in the, the fumes of the thundraniums, which are also called fire rocks. And the smoke is actually red, too. Ooh. Yeah. And everyone just falls unconscious. They were doing so good. They were doing so They're, good. They put up such a good fight the entire time. Is Pumira's power, or quote-unquote her skill, leaping? <laughs> she jumps really high. Yeah, I, I think, like, agility is, like, her thing, right? Like, leaping around, jumping. She she also runs pretty fast. Not as fast as Chitara, but she's, like, Chitara light. Oh, <laughs> Chitara will Nancy... Carrick, whatever is a Nancy Carrick. Nancy Carrigan, her, her or oh, Tanya no. Harding. Tanya I'm Harding her. her She'll do a showgirls. Oh, my necklace broke, and, it, <laughs> and the beads fell down the stairs, and so did Chitara. Mm. Oh my god! <laughs> also, she's they list her. 
Zach, correct me if I'm wrong. They always call her the Thundarian healer. Is this ever, though, brought up in anything in the future? Yep. In one episode, which is you'll get to a few months from now. Oh. She does. She heals Link. So that that one scene is the source of that. That was her resume. She's like, I am a healer. <laughs> she's a white. She's half white lighter. And she says, I've treated him with all the healing skills I learned on Thundera. But that's it. That, like, And somehow that was enough for the fan community to, to decide that she's a healer. That's her thing. I thought it was going crazy. Thank you so much for explaining that. Because yeah. I kept saying, healer? Healer? But Thundera's medicine woman. This <laughs> 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 new spinoff with Boomyra. I wrote Wily Cat says teamwork, remember? Is there some kind yeah, of scene we where there? Yep, we go back to the lair and Panthro, Lionel sends Panthro back to the lair. God knows why. But now they're all back at the lair. And they don't know where Lionel is, and they don't know where Snarf is. And Panther is blaming himself for leaving. And Tiger tries to reassure him that like Lionel, uh, Lionel's not stupid. He knows the value of teamwork. And I don't think he does. I don't. Th- <laughs> I think he wants to well, do this whole thing by himself. I think Chitara says he impetuous. Yes, stupid. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, there's the thing, but that goes exact back to exactly what Zach had said earlier about how he, this personal connection he has to these countrymen because of what he saw and they were left to to perish on Thundera. So maybe he's more drawn to just he's in autopilot mode to try to save them. Yeah. So he's not thinking the, a, ahead because of that fact, because he's so he can't lose them again. He right. can't lose them again. And I suppose that is sort of impetuousness, right? That's what Chitara says. Yeah. That he's he's impetuous. But what about the trials? Didn't he learn? Didn't he learn anything? Trial? Come on. After all that, he learned that Chitara can only maintain her top speed for a few minutes, like we all did, Ryan. That's the one thing we learned. The t- uh, and Wily Cat wants to. Is it Wily Cat wants to go out? They all they all agree to to you know to go out and search for him in different directions. Now that they have enough vehicles to do it, they're all going to go a different way. But the kittens are going to stay behind. And Wily Cat starts to protest. But Wily Cat reminds him that part of being on the team is, you know, someone has to guard the lair. You're still doing your part. Um, I think that's that's a little... That's teamwork. some character Remember, growth. teamwork. Yep. Where I would like to stay, though, at the lair, honestly. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll clean the lair. Let me clean the lair. So, guess who else we meet in this episode? Snowman. And he, he's no longer referred to, a.k.a. Snow Knight, like the last time we <laughs> saw him. Thankfully, he is back to being Snowman of Hook Mountain. And our old friend does not want junk in his kingdom, which I don't blame him. He said there's junk falling down, and people are just leaving junk around. And then he comes across color-changing Lionel. <laughs> yeah, Snow Meow uh, starts pawing at the snow, and it, it reminds me of a cat using the litter box. He's like, he's like what is this? I didn't bury my poop here. What is? Oh, oh. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and yeah, he he digs up a frozen Lionel, and he says, "Lord Lionel is the wrong color. <laughs> Not supposed to be blue." <laughs> Snow Meow, wait! Bring it here. This belongs to Lord Lionel. The famous Sword of Omens! What is it, Snomeo? What have you found? Lord Lionel! And his wrong color! Not supposed to be blue! Lionel! Mustn't give up! 
And he's so endearing because he puts like a, I want to say like it's like the Star Wars. He puts the tom-tom on top of him, a, clo a cloth, some kind of fur on top of him to warm him up. And he says, yes, it is your wonderful friend, Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about Snowman. <laughs> he really knows that his, his, he loves himself. Jackal Man needs a little bit of Snowman's help, you know. This is also the first appearance of the Mutants Fist Pounder. Yeah, the Fist Pounder, they do a really good job of like keeping it a secret, of teasing it. Like Snowman says, he says there are unknown vehicles moving in the valleys below. And then we see some shots uh, where you can just see the fist, the fist of the Fist Pounder in the background, but you don't know what it is when the mutants are talking to each other. And then it gets revealed and it's this like, big war machine and it's honestly it's it's perfect because they never had a tank per se the equivalent to a thunder tank yeah they had that mew tank it, that rotaro brought with him from with the rat star but it wasn't very impressive right it's like they didn't make a toy out of the mew tank no but can i tell you the fist pounder holds such a place in my heart because both Zach and I were on the tail end of Thundercats, you know, our age group. And the remnants that were left in the stores were certain things. I have a vivid memory of, I want to say this is like kindergarten, like first grade, around that time, mom, David, mom picking me up from this school she's and she points to the back and there was a mutant fist pounder brand new in the box and another lion and another mumra i'm thinking it was closeout sales at these stores from what was left i already had a lion and mumra from david but they were destroyed so this was a brand new lion a brand new mumra and the fist pounder and i can still remember that th this many years later so the fist pounder was my i opened it i had it it was it was mine and i just loved that like it was so new and it was like so that when i see the fist pounder i'm like oh my god had i only known that in the box all these years later would have been amazing <laughs> to have but i have a similar association like i also for me it was in kindergarten so probably right around the same time like nine like 1990 everything was there were i remember there were a lot of like luna lashers and a lot of yeah a lot of like late stage series three toys right and yeah i i, I think i got it for christmas in like 1990 we have this battle right i want to say he's driving the newest vehicle the, the fist pounder and how do we end with this? It's a close-up of Lion-O in like a, a very Japanese-styled anime yeah. freeze frame. We get the first of these freeze frames that are... And there's going to be a few of them coming up where, like to in cliffhanger moments. Yeah, Love the it. episode ends with Lion-O like, ah, you know, <laughs> shielding himself from the fist pounder, leaning back with, you know, a look on his face like, what the hell is this thing? And it's a really good cliffhanger. I really enjoy it. <laughs> In the next episode of Thundercats, Lionel battles with an avalanche of snow on Hook Mountain, while Panthro revs up the Thunder Tank for the fight of its life with the awesome Fist Pounder. Terrible odds for the Thundercats to overcome in the next episode. Your sword is gone, Lionel, buried under the avalanche. Who knows where?
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The fist comes down and it, it breaks Snowman's lance, and Snowmeow has to like jump out of the way. Very, very dramatic. Snow and flying the fist everywhere. Pounder has a spike at the bottom of it, unlike the toy version. The, the fist pounder oh, yeah. has a spike that will pulverize, pulverize you. So when we come to the fist pounder, let's see, it causes an avalanche, like. Like Zach was saying, everyone goes flying. And then they kind of like, they, they it's a calm time now because the snowman is able to find Lionel encased in ice. Yeah, the avalanche is really, this whole part of the movie, which is when it's in the five parts, this is part three, has some of the best animation of all. An action too. Yeah, really like great the, it's, it's a really great episode. It's sort of like, in my mind, it's like the, the movie sort of peaks here. It's like the crown jewel in the five parts. And yeah, the, the, there's this avalanche, and it's animated beautifully. There's a little moment where Lionel drops to all fours to try to run faster, like a cat, but the snow still <laughs> the, the snow still overtakes him. You were taken, Dave. I could see David was taken. I wasn't taken. I just noticed it. I actually, what one, one of my takeaway was the fact that how devastated Snowman was because they he thought he lost Lionel forever and he was gonna he's got a good heart was he was he was heartbroken yeah that his friend is dead and kate you know they can't find him and then you see snow meow is digging again yeah but lion kind of just goes he's like you don't know where the sword is thank you i'm going to die now like that's he that's how he says it he's like thank you for trying i will i will lay here and die in the snow until then he's very defeated (laughs) you're right he's like i'm encased in ice what can i do it's weird. You're right. It's a lot, of, a little out of character for him to have lost hope like that. Lionel, snowman, my sword. Your sword is gone, Lionel. Buried under the avalanche. Who knows? Well, then all is lost. Thank you for trying. No, we will get you out somehow. I guess like his senses kick in because he's like, wait a minute, can I call this thing? Yes, can you can. We've been we've been screaming at you for months. You can call the sword. Honestly, yes, every time call the sword. And what a dramatic entrance the sword makes. This is Lights a really up. classic scene where like the you see his outstretched hand like reaching for it, and it the sword Breaking. breaks out of the ice, and there's this like pillar of fire, and it comes flying, and then the ice that the, that Lionel surrounded him just like shatters and flies at the camera snowman with his oh that's a pretty good sword you got there <laughs> <laughs> like uh, i love him nice, I love nice him. sword 
Nice sword. You got a sword there. I love him. He's just, he's just so whatever. He should have pulled out that damn egg again and told him, you know, there's another curse. <laughs> a curse of seeing this lovely picture. That's the curse. I also wrote there is gorgeous sky colors yes. at Hook Mountain. This whole scene is like, it's magic hour, right? It's like the, it's like the time magic of day when you hour. want to film everything, when it's this gorgeous warm light. And a lot of the scenes have these really hard shadows. It's just, it's beautiful. And then, then he, he calls the others for the first time, I think. Yes, thankfully. And, and it's, and it's animated fresh. Like they've redrawn it and it's like, it looks better than ever. Um, in this beautiful golden light. I wonder if we get that shot again. No. Used. I think it's the first and only time they redraw the Thunder, 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 Thundercats Ho. It would have been great to reuse it. I mean, not maybe save it up, but at least use it again because yeah. it was fantastic. So they are so excited because this is the first sign of Lion-O since everything went down. Yes. So he's been drowned. He's now freezing. He's gone through a lot of things. He needs to have some probably boost his immune system i'm saying in the upcoming days after this ordeal poor snarf doesn't get to see the signal though so snarf still thinks he's dead probably <laughs> poor snarf that is horrible so we get the battle part two of hook mountain the mutants come back because snowman's even like you're calling your friends everything's okay now and he's like only for the moment and he was right only for the moment because instantly they're back right slide slides sky cutter which Lionel had like in in the previous episode. Lionel had like cut a bunch of icicles that had pierced the wings, and like the sky cutter went yeah, down. Mm -hmm. It's back. To, it's back now. Slides fixed it up, or he maybe he had a spare one, some spare wings. But yeah, he's back. Yeah. The fist pounder is back. Lionel plays possum to try to get slides <laughs> to land, which is kind of I don't know, kind of it's kind of a dirty trick, kind of unThunderCat like. He's had enough. Yeah, <laughs> and he gets into the sky cutter and and throws throws slide out of the of the. <laughs> down to the ground and is now piloting the sky cutter on his own but he does he does look back to make sure slide is okay you know thank thankfully thank you lion you know. and and if he wasn't what was he going to do about it if he plummeted to his death <laughs> we know you would have just been like, done bye. bye oh you didn't make it down oh oh well oh sorry <laughs> is this when oh yes because you said tigra and chitaro david so yes so he says tigra believes it's still a mutant and he's after Lionel, he's hot on his tail and he says, oh, Tiger shooting is the best ever. He is going to get me because he thinks I am Slive still. It's some really fun dialogue where it's like Tiger is talking to himself like, what is, why is Slive not attacking me? Why is he like flying like this? Taking and Lion in fingers or whatever. Yeah, evasive maneuvers. Yeah. And, and Lionel is like, well, Tiger is just too good at this. There's no way I can outsmart or, or outmaneuver him. So then he, then he, then he hoes again for the second time in the episode. We get yeah, the, on the on, yeah, while driving while somehow, flying the sky flying. cutter yeah. so we get the thundercat signal again and it like hits tiger in the face <laughs> it like flies backwards oh. and and tiger flies right into it he's like in case you didn't know tiger it's me yeah. and he's like oh it's lying oh it's lying okay <laughs> i don't think they have communicators on all of their weapons there was just saying but you ain't heard that from me because i ain't one to gossip hello yeah, they forget that all the time i'm right here Hey guys, it's I'm, me. I'm the one in the sky cutter. It's me. Maybe they couldn't put it on the sword of omens though, because it's one bear piece. claw, bear shield, bear, <laughs> the bear, bear claw. claw. Was, bear. It's like a pot. It's, it's like a, a pastry. It's a, Ooh, it's a donut. Sell, it's a pastry. Unfortunately, Rataro shows up too, which doesn't help things. 
Vulture Man sees the Fist Pounder and the Thunder Tank facing off. And for a moment, he's like super proud. He's like, it's the Fist Pounder. It's like my new thing that I made. Isn't it awesome? Vulture Man, look, there's a battle raging below between the Thunder Tank and one of the mutant war wagons. It's the Fist Pounder. The Thundercat doesn't have a chance. <laughs> Looks like a standoff to me. And then he freaks out because he thinks the, the Thunder Tank is going to, you know, plow it from the side. And he has this, you know, uh, he just loses his mind because his new toy is about to get destroyed. Like all everything he makes gets destroyed. Superpower potion. Gone. One episode. Everything. First of all, I want to say that Thunder Tank versus Fist Pounder, I can just, I can only imagine how many kids like were reenacting that in their bedrooms with the toys. It's just, it's such a cool, cool matchup. The size of the Fist Pounder, it's so ominous because it even has that towery, like we could sit a mutant in the top, mm-hmm. just like the show. It actually looks just like the toy. So yeah, it's an epic, it's an epic battle. But unfortunately, what is it? The, tr- what kind of, the, va- the cannon. The very cannon. Very cannon. Thank you. It strikes the Thunder Tank and Panther ends up getting trapped underneath it. Yeah. And from Snarf's, pers- again, Snarf sees all this happen now he thinks panther is dead too snarf is just you know witness it's it's actually it's what lionel went through as seeing the thundarians die as a kid now snarf is seeing his friends die on screen a trauma that yeah the trauma of everyone in this episode everyone needs therapy after yes. watching this i think especially snarf i think snarf needs the most therapy then I want to say that Slythe and Jackalman take go to get to Fire Rock Mountain, and they kind of do the trade off between Captain Shiner and he he drops them off another trade off to the mutants. Here's your here's your your, your Thundarians. When they travel together on the nosediver, Slythe says that it's it's humiliating, and then when they get there, oh yeah, Captain Shiner makes this kind of like gay joke. This calls them a pretty pair because of how they're sitting on the nosediver. And then Sly attacks him. It's like, it's this like uncomfortable homophobic thing that I don't know. (laughs) So finally, the mighty mutant warriors and a pretty pair you make, I must say. Amen. Now, now, Slide, we're comrades in arms, for the moment, anyway. Taking Momra's prisoners to their cells is the first order of business. So strange. Well, you named the, the thing a, a fist pounder, too, so hey. <laughs> You're like, yeah, who, and, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who's coming up with fist pounders over here? That is really strange, because... I love, though, it's the Thundercats just grab onto the other one and just hold the other one's waist and, and fly on things together. They don't care. As they should. That's why the Thundercats right. are unjudgmental, unless you're Snarf. Yeah, but I, I want to I like Captain Shiner. I enjoy him. So I him... know, that's, that is like a... It's such a stupid thing to add, too. Yeah. Maybe we're reading too much into it. So the trade-off. The trade-off? Yep. You get Slythe. Like, he's, he's like mumble cursing to himself, like Joe Pesci in Home Alone. Like, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then they take them into Fire Rock Mountain, and this is my I think my favorite scene. It's my favorite Pumira scene in the whole show. I think 
Um, oh, okay. I love this. There, Slythe and, and Jackalman are like leading them into Firehawk Mountain, and the farther they get from the Thundranium, the less weak they're feeling once they're inside mm-hmm. the prison. And Linkso trips because he can't see where he's going, and Slythe starts to like manhandle him and, and like push him, and Pomyra says, Linkso cannot see. And Slide says, well, that makes him easier to handle. And she says, handle this, Reptilian. And she drop kicks him. Both of them. I think they both, Slide and Jacqueline both go flying. Like, she comes to Linkso's defense in a big way. And it's it's amazing. I remember, like, cheering as a, t- as a kid when I saw it. Yeah, it's oh, it's that thing when someone's bullying somebody yes. else, and someone will stand up. Yes, you all, you all need friends like Pumaira and Bengalian. Like these are the friendship, the, the respect for each other is just amazing, amazing. That's why we love these Thundercats. I think. Ah, I'm losing patience with you. Stop that! Linkso cannot see. All the better. Makes him easier to handle. Yes. Handle this, Reptilian! Run! There must be a way out of this place! Get those two gentlemen! I'll get the one they call Linkso! Well, my notes, you can see where Ike just cut to. Jail, full body shot of Bengali. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the chains, the growls. They were doing something with this full body shot. This must have been for somebody. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Yes, they're chained. Well, chained. And it starts. It's a. It's a panning shot up his his you know gorgeous body, but it starts on his crotch. Very like shamelessly. So who did they do this? Who did they do this for? Pretty hair for us. <laughs> for you, it was for you and you and you get a crotch shot and you get a crotch shot. You all get crotch shots. Another one of my awakenings. Mm. Now all we need is Broke Cat Mountain, where Lionel goes with with him on <laughs> on a no, camping trip. I'm still trip. shipping Tigra and Bengali together. I'm still in my sh- I ship them together. The older Tiger and the younger one. That's a tale as old as time. <laughs> the tale of two tigers. It's a, ooh, a tale between get an older man, huh? Okay. Yeah, that's what. I, although Tigra, he says he's old. I don't think he's old, really. Right? I think Tigra's like me when I say I'm old, and we're in our thirties. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he should have. I, if I was them, I would have bottled up some of that water mm-hmm. for where when you he had his chance. Willa would have flipped. Willa would have flipped her herself out. You cannot take the waters. <laughs> okay, so. Back to, yes, they're locked up. Excuse me, locked up. We just had to mention that beautiful shot. <laughs> but meanwhile, the other Thundercats have split up again. Lionel says he has to go to the pyramid because he still suspects Mamra. And he tells Tiger and Chitara to, I have written that they have to muster all their Thundercat strength. And I have no idea what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> That's the strength. But it means that Chitara the... needs to not go to the gold cell at the Burble Village. She needs to control herself and move on what she needs to do. And Tiger doesn't and do Tiger his Tiger needs to lay off the, lay off the, the psychedelic fruit. fruits for a while. And everyone just needs to take a nap. And they need to calm themselves. I'm sorry, I would have never went to the pyramid. Useless, new, useless. Who cares who orchestrated it? What were they going to do? Well. What were they going to do if they said, by the way, yes, it's me behind the curtain the whole time. Ha ha ha. Who cares? Just go get your countrymen. Use the Sword of Omens. Find out where they are. Or exactly, follow, follow the mutants. The mutants escaped. Follow them. See where they're going. Yeah. 
Follow the trail of breadcrumbs from the mutants. Follow the rat star. Follow the rat star. Follow the rat star. But this is to boost up the... Well, of know. course, but it, to me, this is where it kind of... I lost me because there was... I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love the actual... He goes to the pyramid. I love the scene. I love everything that goes on there. But it wasn't necessary in my mind. Well, it's to give us another cliffhanger, too, because unaware, Mumra is, of course, watching this whole... This, everything that's been happening. And you did you notice that Lionel got in relatively quickly this time? Yeah. He knew the entrance, but yet, spoiler, Chitara might be trying to look for it next week. I feel like there's a, there's a lot of ways into this pyramid. Mumra needs to, yeah, like, exactly. do a survey. Like, he needs to go through with an inspector and find <laughs> all the, like, secret doors and seal them up. He needs to get some ADT there with some cameras <laughs> and, and a keypad so that he can see when people, besides, so he doesn't have to use the viewing thing. He should put a screen inside the sarcophagus so he doesn't have to go to the, the viewing toy pool. Did. Remember that? The LJN toy has, like, a, a screen on the back of it. like, like Oh, on the back of thing. the sarcophagus? Yeah, so he should have some kind of viewing thing. But this is what I love, honestly. He gets in randomly. There's a random opening. Mama. This scene with Mamut, oh my god, he floats over and he he waves him off <laughs> and then he throws him. Yeah. What is he just like rolls him up like a like he's bowling. <laughs> and he throws she him. She throws away. the dog. I think he doesn't understand that it's a dog. I think he doesn't know what Mamut is. Like yeah, his, he just his, doesn't want to fight. Like has Lionel ever seen a dog before? I don't know. And this dog is pretty hideous. At first he tries talking to it, like, go go, right, get out of the way. And then yeah, and then he throws the dog. It's pretty funny. Out of the way, whatever you are. Go on now, I don't want to hurt you. All right then. Enough! And then he's like, is it coming back? Because you see there's like flames coming towards him. And sure enough, Mumra has a gallery of dead bodies that he's been... Of mummies? But are they dead? Did you did you read into that I at know, all? That was horrifying, David. They're his they're his prisoners forever, isn't that what he says? But are they in some sort of like a captive state where they're not they're like if you unwrap them, would they still be would they still be alive? And like would they if they were freed from the wrap? That would be even more of a horrible So what's about to happen is these mummy wrappings are going to come alive and attack Lionel. And in the script it says that as the wrappings come off, they expose the like the cadavers underneath. So they are dead bodies, but they, I think they took that detail out because it's a little too scary. Yeah, this is like, if you weren't terrified from the nightmare and everything else, that would have been horrifying. Corpses like falling out of these <laughs> things too. Yeah. It's already t- horrifying that Mummy ha- or Mumra has these, this is his decorations. Well, and the thought of being like chased and being, it's like being buried alive, being mummified alive. Yes. It's scary. Which is what happens, and Lionel gets wrapped up into the most adorable shaped. I don't even. It looked like a top. It didn't even look like Lionel's body. It had the smallest head with his hair just caught under the door, and this body that just got gigantic with a, like a little legs. Can I mean, we I talk about the the picture wall, picture writing. Oh well, that's yeah. Yeah, oh, you're right, David, because that's the button he's about to press. Right, that the wrappings are stopping him from pressing. So as Mama turns into a fireball he jumps down into another part and and he also (laughs) sees on the wall the writing and um 
I just, I like that. I would love to explore Mumra's pyramid without him being around. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, and and knowing that I can get out, obviously, like that, they should have made this a a ride at like Disney or something, or like a or like an escape Universal room. Studios. I would totally do Mumra's Mumra's pyramid escape room. But the this this mummy sequence is like it's but it's both terrifying and it's like it's one of the most memorable action sequences I think in the whole Super show. Cool. It's like Super cool. This whole episode they spent a lot of like energy animating this episode and this sequence is yes. is one of those sequences that's just it's beautiful from start to finish. I hate to say it, I think there's a step down from the animation between this movie and Mumra lives. Mumra lives yes. a little, a slight drop, but it makes sense that they thought I mean this was a movie, so they I read that they said it was going to go into the movie theaters but due to the the how bad transformers did and did you read that in, in of, here no it was online so i don't know if it's true but they said it, it was at one point considered for the movie theaters and then they saw that transformers the movie did terrible oh. and different like i want to say it was care bears or something else didn't do well either and they said well because this could have been like secret of the sword yeah. which would have been god that would have been amazing <laughs> In the next episode of Thundercats, the imprisoned Thundarians pull some tricks on their mutant captors and try to escape. Can you vault high enough to catch on to one of those rings? Meanwhile, Lionel has arrived at Fire Rock Mountain to help them, only to be confronted by his old friend, Hachiman, the samurai swordsman. But is Hachiman still his friend? Defend yourself, Lionel! So don't you know that the suns burn away the evil wrappings of Mumra? Of course they do. That's the best thing. It burns away the wrappings. But, you know, he was lying there all night and Mumra didn't, you know. Visit. <laughs> comb his hair that was do, left do, up do, the do, do a voiceover. Welcome to your new home for all eternity, Lord Lionel. I'm surprised he didn't. Oh, you don't like your wrappings? Oh, <laughs> Mamut. Yeah, well, I'm Mama, surprised he didn't. Mamut is stuffed in a sarcophagus. Lionel stuffs him into a sarcophagus. And I don't think we see him again until Mumra lives. So he, he's still in there for a while. Would you have thrown the Sword of Omens while you were being wrapped up if you couldn't use it anymore and hope, and hope that you could call for it again? Or do you think it would have just grabbed yeah, it? Yeah, maybe. Well, if your mouth is covered, you can't, you can't call for the mm. sword. I think we did that one time, David. You were screaming, what? Oh, oh, I forgot what it was on. It was one of these episodes. Oh, maybe the genie episode. I don't even remember. So, so yes, he's freed, right? And he magically knows now, somehow, that Fire Rock Mountain is where the Thundarians are being held. Yep. He had all night to think. <laughs> and, he, and he says out loud what you said, David, that this was a useless errand. I guess I should just go to Fire Rock Mountain instead. Never mind the that he... sleep of my life, though, on that on that stone, <laughs> that stone floor. But yeah, this is a this is a big like little plot hole that he somehow knows that they're at Fire Rock Mountain. Meanwhile, on Hook Mountain, yet another mountain, Tigra and Shitara and the snowman are trying to free Panthro. I love this scene because even Nomiao is even trying to push the tank. <laughs> As well, everyone's working together. Yep. And then Tigra comes up with this idea, Chitara, you know, you pull up as we push. Yeah, it's it, it like it showcases all the vehicles working together. The music is really good. And then once Panthro is safe, they tell him that he should like rest and go home. And he's like, no, absolutely not. Like it reinforces the value that he places on the Thundarians lives and the, like the selflessness. It's the same theme again. Like, I don't care that the Thunder Tank is battered and that I'm, you know, I just survived a fire. I'm still going to go 
try to help them. And to your point, David, the tank earlier, it was set on it was set on fire now and still going strong. He don't need any upgrade. He goes, my baby. I think he even says my baby. He says, again. that's like, my baby. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I just love him. He's and the immortal words of Shania Twain. So you got a car that don't impress me much. This is beyond a car, though. This does everything. <laughs> Let's my baby. Let's go. The Thundercats continue their journey to Fire Rock Mountain. And guess what? While f- flying over Tuscania, 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 the the Tusca warriors, the Rat Star is attacked by the Tuscas who free Snarf, and we get to see Tamagar again as well. But here's the thing: is Retaro? This is another one of those things. Retaro is so smug and egotistical. Vultureman's like that will take. You know, Mumra calls him up calls up on the viewing on their screen he's like you will go there i want to fortify my plan you're getting your ass over there so yeah. he's like we're gonna oh fine we'll go because mama told us we had to go and vulture man's like that'll take us through tuscan land or Tus- <laughs> and she's like yes. yeah we welcome tuscan you to- we welcome you to tuscan land under the tuscan sun we should avoid that and he's like no we'll just go no. right through it bad idea bad they're idea. friends of the thundercats he says vulture man and Ferrara says, "Who cares?" He think he, he he laughs. He thinks it's funny. Like, well, he thinks he's he thinks he's invincible. He's so full of himself. Yeah. Is it? What, he shoots one, and then he says, "One more shot of that cannon will destroy them." So he's already. Yeah. He's just like, oh. But, I but, think it's because uh, he has the the the, the sword, the size, the, the daggers. Size. Yeah. But Snarf, I wrote, he rolls over. And throws himself into the control panel. Amazing. With Rotaro, he just hits him into the head with the control panel. All well duct taped. But yeah, he's bound and gagged and he still manages to sabotage the Rat Star. Snarf. So the, the Tuskas go to the water. They're, they're in the water. They're trying to, you know, battle like that. Snarf, he makes his way to the beach somehow. He gets out of the Rat Star. He jumps out somewhere. Oh yeah, how does he get out? Rotaro goes to shoot at the Tuskas. And he rolls out with him. I think the side door opens and he rolls out. And he's like, it's friend Snarf, <laughs> which I always love. Oh, yeah. He tumbles out with Rotaro. You're right. Because the, the Rat Star goes down. And that's the end, as we mentioned. So this is the end of Rotaro. Yeah. I love that the story takes us to Tuscania because we remember we remember from Termagar the Tusca that Tuscania is really far away. So I, I like that. Yes. We're, I like that we're here because it makes the world feel bigger. This adventure is so big, it's taking us to some of the farthest places we've ever visited. I really like that. All of these callbacks to all of these people that they have met, villains and friends. We just needed the warrior maidens. I was unsatisfied without seeing Willa. That's my one thing. But he also... Oh my god, there's more cat people we have to share this planet with. Willa! That's what it would have been like. I don't trust these new cat people. They are cats. (laughs) They are. I didn't know they were like that. But... When Snarf is, you know, he has the tape over his mouth and poor Tamagot's like, this is going to hurt. I'm so sorry. Whoosh! Oh, my God. And it takes all the it takes all the fur with it, too. Isn't that horrible? It must have hurt so badly. He's been through it. Electrocuted now. Now this. Oh, my goodness. It's friend Snarf. Oh, my. You poor fellow. Hold very still now. Yes, I'm afraid this won't be pleasant. Yikes! Wee! 
Oh, I'm so sorry, little friend. Come, you must tell us what happened. But we do get that great little downtime where they gave him some food. He's like, oh, this is great, this fish or whatever this is. It's dark, and he's like, I can't stay, you know, I need to get back to the Thundercats because we got a whole thing going on. But I do love that night set up i love the fire yeah they're sitting around the fire and our berserker fires too the berserkers have come ashore don't you know (laughs) (laughs) don't you know they also this is we forgot to mention the robert burbles that were is it bert bert and and bob (laughs) not to be confused with bert and ernie (laughs) yeah Mm, mm. bert and bob are still on the berserker ship probably cooking yep still cooking (laughs) so they have to be rescued as well. So while they're over, they're overhearing Tamagar and, and Snarf. They're overhearing the whole plan of the Berserkers, and it's a it's and a like, it's a weird plan. They I don't quite I don't quite get it. Hammerhand says we got paid gold to capture them, so let's yep. let's go to Fire Rock Mountain and capture them again and get paid. They want to recapture them to twice. get paid again. It's like a twice it's like a twice baked potato, but that means you have to take <laughs> it out of the oven first. Like you have to free them and then capture them again without notice, without anyone noticing. And why do I feel like Mumra would have been like, "Oh no, yeah, I already the wrath of Mumra." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I already paid you. Matter of fact, you got all those bags at your feet. I paid you enough. But mm, they take the our little old friend, the Gumpling, and they fly over to the to the Berserker ship and Snarf tells the two burbles to take row away to the shore first he says first he they 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 say who are you and he says and he's surprised because like you don't know you don't know who i am i'm kind of a big deal like i eat i eat i eat all the candy fruit i spend a lot of money on candy fruit i'm big in japan i'm big in japan (laughs) i'm big in the burble village (laughs) <laughs> Does the name Snarf of the Thundercats mean anything to you? Oh. Well, then you better get to that boat anyway. <laughs> and we will never tell you the direction to the Burble Village, so <laughs> you'll never find forever. it. What's that? Impossible! But it sounds like row bears! Does the name Snarf of the Thundercats mean anything to you? Never mind. Grab one of those jet lifeboats. Make for shore and hide. The Gumpling. Gumpling? Gumplin. No G. Gumplin. Gumplin says that he <laughs> is willing enough to try and tow this ship away. Yeah, and so he they, does a great he, job. He does a great job. They 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 go all night. <laughs> and when did the like they, they drive all they drive all night to get to you, to get to Snarf. And then the Berserkers finally realize that it's... Oh, it's going away! <laughs> There's the ship, Captain! The ship! Yeah! Arr! And we blasted Neil had to cross the ocean to catch up to it! Yeah! The Berserkers got their ship back! I'm sorry, friend Snarf, but this goblin couldn't pull it any further. Oh, gosh! You know, we've asked too much of the poor fellow already! But now Hammerhand will be heading back to Fire Rock Mountain to recapture our friends, the Thundarians. The Goblin is willing to try to stop them. Well, that's awfully brave of him, Termagar, but... but... Our tag, Goblin! 
and they use top, and they use top spinner. The engine on their little dinghy won't start, so they use top spinner oh, as a motor. And the music is ridiculous, and the look on Hammerhead's face. It, I just I love I love these characters. You're right; they should have been used more, especially since they just made toys out. Of I them. think I think we all I don't know what it is about pirate like pirates being pirates, but why why do we love pirates so much? What is it? I don't know. I, I think it's Jolly just Roger. A, I don't know. They're they're very uh, synonymous with like adventure. I guess I don't know. Like adventure and excitement and like the lore of the sea and mermaids and folklore and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, and they always they they tend to talk funny and like use silly words and have funny accents and repeat things three times. Evidently, at the same time, we can't forget our Thundarian hostages. They're in Fire Rock Mountain, chained. Pumira is able to free herself. Yeah, they they well obviously they want to free themselves, but I they overhear Slyth and Monkey and talking over the radio about laying a trap for the Thundercats. That's what galvanizes them to want to escape. They don't just want to escape to free themselves. It's this thing again of wanting to save your friends. They they want to escape so that they can save their saviors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The best people in the world. (laughs) Or cats. And so yeah, they concoct a little plan uh, where Linkso, Linkso like uses his voice, I guess, to like vibrate I, I couldn't... Is that what it was? The voice? I couldn't tell if it was the he voice. He was doing his best here. Mariah Carey. It's like a whistle Mariah. tone, but it's like humming. Uh. <laughs> What's that? Hmm. Sounds like it's coming from the Thundarian cell. And it shatters the wine glasses. Because the mutants are having this... this ridiculous feast and he shatters their wine glasses go ahead david i I gotta say something to that did you know love the part when where monkey is in the fist pounded way back with you know in like episode two or whatever it was and they're having that feast inside fire rock mountain he's like jackalman and and sly they're having this like this all out goblets with wine and everything (laughs) hanging out they're like oh monkey what do you want are you done yet They they're, do appreciate having, food. They too. So I thought that was hysterical. Yes. In the script, Jackalman, he's enjoying that. He's enjoying his banquet a lot. Uh, in the script, it says that his feet are up on the table and he's chewing on a meaty bone. <laughs> and then he takes a swig from his goblet, tosses the bone over his shoulder, wipes his mouth with the back of his hand and says, ha! After Slythe mentions that they probably should be guarding the prisoners. <laughs> That's what I say to that. Ha! <laughs> Here's that bone. I love that. They're only countrymen. They're not even real Thundercats. <laughs> Let me wipe my mouth. Commoners even. Mouth. Commoners, Mumra said. Commoners. <laughs> Commoners? You are beneath uh, me. So yeah, he he says, is there a ring on the ceiling you could grab a hold to? And she's like, yes. There happens, As there a matter of fact, there is. One ring. She uses that leap that we see, that leaping, that wonderful leap that she has. And, they, and, and yeah, she, they lure the mutants in, they knock them out, and they, they run. They're on, they're on the move again. Thundercats are loose yet again. So don't you know, it's been too long without Mumra. We have to go back. And this enrages me a little. This mm. is because... Speak on it. Speak on it, Ryan. Can, who can I... Oh, who's a master swordsman? Mm, who can go against the Sword of Omens? We did Excalibur. Hachiman! <laughs> I say it like that because I always want to say Hachi Man, but that's probably my New York in there. Hachi Man. Hachaman. Hachaman. So he is fooled again. Shogun Mamra. Shogun Mamra with my yeah. fake axe. 
how yeah. does he not know he's he knows Mumra is the evil one, is so evil, and he goes, You want to speak about the favorite lines? Mine is I shudder to show you this, Hachiman. <laughs> I shudder to show you this whole scene. Your children, this scene is so horrible. I cannot even imagine that I would show this to you. I shudder to show you this, Hachiman. But your samurai ancestor, your great uncle, Nishida. But he seems to be in pain. Why? Because a lion holds his spirit in bondage. He hopes to gather added samurai strength and skill for himself to terrorize Third Earth. I cannot believe this. Lion-o-san is a man of honor. Perhaps he once was, but lust for power has twisted his mind. Yes, this has happened to good men before. You must destroy the Eye of Thundera if you would save him. Release me, Hachiman. Free my spirits. I obey, honorable great uncle. The evil of Lord Lionor shall not go unpunished while Hachiman lives. Where shall I find him? I know where Lionel will be. You will be waiting for him. So he says, your great uncle, Nisida, is being... What you just say, Nisi Nash? What? Nisida. 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 He's being held captive, and he's like, yes, Hajiman, free me. And he's like, I cannot believe that. Yeah, it's <laughs> Hachiman's accent is the most, like, you know, stereotypical thing. Lion-O-San. So he says Lion-O is holding the spirit hostage because, you know, this happens to a lot of great men, you know, Hachiman. <laughs> you know, they want more power. So that's all it took. That's all it took. To no, fool but him. Do you feel like he bewitched him, though? He bewitched him in a way, too. There's a quick moment of, like, fire in his eyes that's, like, yes. it's supposed to look like hyp- hypnotism, I think. Yeah. So maybe. But it is, it is awful. He was too willing to, he was too willing to believe it, but I feel like he, he did something, some sort of, like, he, he slipped him a little bit of the, the tiger Arufi. serum. Oh, the my tiger God. Roofy, the, Eat the, this the fruit, fruit while you're here, by the way. You, him, you had a long journey. Silky. You know, Silky came over for a little while, gave him a little something. Lionel actually gets to the the front of Fire Rock Mountain, the narrow bridge, and this is where he sees his old friend appear, which is it's so sad. He's so excited to see him. Hachiman, Hachiman. Oh, he says, you know, Mumra-san showed me again what you... Uh, and he's like, well, that's it. Lionel's just matter of fact. Well, that's it. He lies. <laughs> yeah, that's just what Mumra does. Come on. You don't know? <laughs> you didn't know that? You don't remember <laughs> last time he did this to you? Hachiman, what are you doing here? I have come to put an end to your evil. What are you saying, Hachiman? We're friends. Oh, friends? Would a friend defile the spirit of a friend's ancestor? Your ancestor? I don't... It is useless to pretend, Lord Lionel. 
I know this from Mamra-san. Mamra, he lies, Hachiman. No, Mamra shows me what you have done. Hachiman like charges towards Lionel, but the bridge gives way and he slips. So Lionel runs onto the bridge to save him, but Hachiman is still accusing him. As he's hanging. Yeah, still accusing him, and then Lionel slips, and so the roles are reversed. And the, the fake spirit of his great uncle is there and saying, free me, Hachiman. And so Hachiman <laughs> is faced with this, this quandary. Uh, and then, and then it, do we get a freeze frame again? We get a freeze frame of him hanging off the edge of glory. Another great ending because we got to see our old friend again. In the next episode, the Thundercats battle their way toward Fire Rock Mountain for the final showdown against the evil forces of Third Earth. Lionel watches as Jaga battles fiercely with Gloom the Destroyer and Mumra flies in for the attack. Panthro takes on the Fist Pounder as he struggles to join Lionel and save the Thundarians in the exciting conclusion to this special five-part adventure. Directly after this, he grabs him. He grabs Lionel and saves him, realizing that Mumra has played him. <laughs> and he's easily convinced. And that an ancestor would never ask you to kill one of your friends. Something like to that effect. He said, yeah, I should have known my ancestor. I should have known the Territor <laughs> when the Territor <laughs> didn't attack me that he wasn't bad. I should have known. Yes. And he says, like Zach mentioned earlier, knowing that the fire rocks would make you weak, you still saved me? Lionel-san? And he's like, yes, of course, I'm, you're my friend. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, we have countrymen in this place. And he's like, I will help you. Because I could, which was fantastic. I thought this would have been great. He's like, I could cross this bridge for you. Allow me to help you. Yeah, please. very smart. And I kind of do like that they're walking, they're walking together. Yeah, you know, but they're walking together the up. wrong way. They probably should have walked toward the prison <laughs> instead of away That's from That's what, exactly. <laughs> you're halfway over. Just go to the other end. No! Take hold of the bridge, Lionel-san! I can't, Hachiman! Slipping! No! I will help you! You, Lord Lionel! You were so frightened, you could not move! I cannot believe this! Down there are fire rocks, Hachiman! What we call Thundranium! It weakens Thundercats! takes our strength. Ah, oh, so this. And knowing that, you came on the bridge to save me? Because you are my friend. Mamura has lied! My samurai ancestor would never demand that I destroy a friend. The code of Bushido forbids it. I am a fool. You couldn't have known, Hachiman. Mamura's evil has no limit. I am shamed, Lionel-san. Allow me to help you. I ask humbly. But they have that moment where they put a hand on each other's shoulder. Yeah. And then that's when Mumra gets, loses his, you know. Oh, Nish- Nishida is angry. Is, he is pissed now. 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 You betrayed me, Mumra? After I plucked you from a different dimension and time and, and lied time. to you and wanted you to kill your friend. You're going to betray me? Nah. Is this when he Mumra calls up Captain Shiner yes. to come back again? <laughs> oh, you got to... Shiner! Uh, wait, wait, Q, Q, if this is going to be expensive, Mumra. You're always... Ex- <laughs> Let me get my calculator out. <laughs> 
Twice in one day, that's going to be some overtime. Yeah. Mm. Seek and destroy them. I tire of this game, Mumbra. The price will be high. Pay me your price, and it is yours. Very well, Mumbra. Switch on the space scanner. But it almost looked too like he was yes you're like he's calculating things but if you put it in a modern lens it looked like he was texting on a phone when Mumra was trying to tell him things so right he's 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 not yeah he's just being lazy he's like playing candy or i guess it's the 80s he's playing tetris <laughs> yes yeah, and the whole even in the ne- the subsequent scenes because Mumra tells him to go to fire rock mountain because the thundercats are all heading there so he wants he needs more people there to defend the prison and yeah tiger and chitara meet up with the Virtus, and he's just he again it's just like rotaro he's just shiner's just so full of himself he's just sitting there full playing his himself. little game he won't even look around no. he like the the driver or whatever the uh, pilot is like blah 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 and he's like oh yeah oh uh, do it switch switch on the space scanners <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes like what does he tell mumra I'm getting tired of these games. Yes, yes. I'm getting tired of this. My stuff. Amazon package is not here yet. <laughs> but he tells Mumra a Mumra famous line. This is one of your favorite Davids. Seek and destroy. He doesn't seek repeat it five times destroy. though. But he says, seek and destroy. That's what he's his mission is. And that's what I wrote. He looks busy. He's texting or updating his Facebook <laughs> instead of shooting. <laughs> I love this. Tigra and Chitara board the ship they rip a hole <laughs> in the bottom in the air duct in port the air duct? yeah like there's a, a there's a door that would open i think Shutara says but they just rip it open now how do they stay upside down anti-gravity is upside down when she i don't know actually she's upside down yeah, and i she think she is upside- to rip open the there must be a seat belt there has to be a seat belt and i'm just hearing the music i love it they break in and it's nice to have tigra and chitara to have a moment of shining in this no pun intended in this episode they lock up his his men two of his guards people in the same room where bengali pumira and Linkso had been chained up. It's the same chains. There's actually this shot of like Chitara's shadow passing over the chains dramatically. Like, yes. look, and it's like, it's like, remember the horrible things that happened here so that when we punish Captain Shiner, we remember why we're punishing him. I throw my staff at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though, that it's exactly. And it's it's so sad because they were so they could have gotten them at some point. Unfortunately, they were they were on that ship. But mm-hmm. they make their way to the flight deck and China is still playing on his phone, um, not paying attention. And Tigra like grabs him with the whip and they, they tie them up. And then they send like them send in hyper speed or whatever. The fastest the ship goes straight up. Yep. And what does he say? It'll take us to like interdimensional space. Oh, I don't know what he says. Into but deep, basically, deep so space. Far away. They'll be in deep space within seconds. Full throttle. Full, full throttle. But but we'll be light years away in deep space in seconds. Sorry we can't join you, Shiner. No, you can't do this. Ten seconds to blast off, Tigra. Let's move. Like, bye, Shiner. I'm, I'm assuming the ship has a way of avoiding... And colliding with things like asteroids and stuff, or they're just dead, and that's why he never came back because they just had him shot him straight up. Yeah, it's basically a, it feels like a death sentence, but if anyone can wriggle his way out of it, I feel like Shiner can. They thought he was a goner the last time. Matter of fact, the last episode we mentioned he would come back, but they they don't go oh, Shiner, he's alive. It's just 
eh, matter of fact. Then we get, I think, one of the coolest things ever. It's so out of place, but the countdown yeah, on the screen. Very out of place. Yes, loved it. Loved it. They're doing so many new things and trying so many different new... That's what I think is so heightened and excited about this season. We never saw anything like that in the first season, this countdown to escape the the, the Virtus. Oh, the kittens! Because the berserkers are still at sea, and and the and the whole thing with Snarf and Tamagar is still happening, and the and the skyboards become like surfboards. The spaceboards, yeah, I guess they float. I guess they're surfboards too. Yeah, the Snarf and Tamagar have been flying all night on the Gumplin, and the Gumplin's had it. He's he wants to go home. And Snarf's like, we asked too much of the poor thing already. Thank you, Snarf. Thank you for mentioning that. Because, yes, the thing has been pulling a ship. So then the kittens show up to relieve them. Um, and then it's kittens versus berserkers for a little while. Honestly, I love when they give the kittens things to do like this. And actually show that they are part of the team and can do... Yes, okay, so it's it was a little rocky at points after they got shot out. But they throw all of their pellets... Didn't you want to see more, though, when they threw the pellets other than some smoke? I wanted to see explosions. I wanted to see a dinosaur thing, inflatable dinosaur thing. I wanted to see, like, a (laughs) smorgasbord of just bizarre things. Gooey stuff that makes them stick. I wanted all of it. I didn't want just a smoke screen. It's almost like everything just exploded, right? So this is my, this is my, I love this part. The Thunder Kittens are facing off against the Berserkers who were uh, on there. Remember, there was a sea approach to Fire Rock Mountain. So so that's, that's the way we're headed. Meanwhile, Panthro is going on like through the mountain pass to get to Fire Rock Mountain, and he he meets up with the Fist Pounder, and he and Monkey and have a moment of battling back and forth. And the Fist Pounder, how does Panthro get there? He makes the Fist Pounder somehow go reverse, oh, like following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back that's that's it. It's like driving like itself, like and it's chasing Monkey in. And these two storylines just unexpectedly converge in this this like perfectly comedic way where the fist pounder comes it's chasing monkey in, and it careens off the cliff and Hammerhand looks up and the look on his face is just golden and he says whoa what's that uh and it and it the fist pounder comes and smashes into the boat and sinks it again and it's just it's great it's like a nice little perfect little bow on these two storylines bringing them together and yeah the ship goes down again the ship goes down again, and the crew, yeah, they they drown again. They they're destined to drown. This is their destiny. You come <laughs> back, you drown. You they're come doppelgangers. Back. They're ready to die again. Because you never see them coming to shore or anything. It literally goes bloop. Yep. <laughs> Bye. And while the kid and while the cat are like, yeah, that's the end of that. <laughs> we Thunder see them die home. again. Bye. <laughs> This is everybody saying at the same time, we have to get to Fire Rock Mountain. We have to get to Fire Rock Mountain. They're all coming together for the big finale. Did you feel the magic? Did you hear the roar? We did, because what happens is Mumra shows up and goes, oh no, you betrayed me. You went against me. And he... You are the biggest bungler. (laughs) You will not. Hachiman disappears. Thankfully, they go, oh my god, what happened? Because it looks like he exploded, probably, and disappeared, disintegrated. And Chaga comes and goes, he's back in his own time, in his own dimension. <laughs> and Lino, don't tell me that you don't need my help. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will get mad do. at you and disappear again forever. Lino, is this when Lino says to him, like, how are we going to cross? Yeah. And he's like, well. Oh, yeah. Mamura. Defend yourself! 
evil one. You have betrayed me. Hachiman, what has Mamra done to him? Hachiman is safe, Lionel. Jaga, he is back in his own time, in his own dimension. I'm glad to hear that. But we failed. There's nothing more we can do. There is something, Lionel. The Star of Thundera. It can render the Thundranium harmless to you. Then I must have it. How can I get it, Jugger? I will try, Lionel. I will try. When does Mumra do his out of the pyramid transformation, which is one of the only times I've I think it's here. It's just after, I think it's here. just after this. I think it's right here, out out in the open. He's he's doing it right in front of everyone. He wants to sh- he wants to show off. So Mumra blasts him away, and now all of the Thundercats are there. And is I believe this is when Jaga tells him there is something. There's something that out there that is so powerful that if I could get this, I'm gonna try. I'm not guaranteeing you. I'm gonna try. And they just wait there. So I don't know what happens. What what, what are they doing when, when when Jaga's off on this quest? Because they're just hanging out and they're watching. I think Mumra, this is when Mumra transforms, maybe. Yes. Because Mumra yes. overhears. Mumra can hear Jaga. So he overhears what Jaga's saying. Is that being dead to dead? They can do that since they're both dead. Maybe. <laughs> I see dead people. Yeah. I am a dead person, so. I see other dead people. Yeah, Jaga explains the latest Deus Ex Machina, which is the Star of Thundera, the greatest power in the that universe. That was a that... little bit. That was a bit much for me. I'm going to be honest with you. This is where it's, this jumped the shark a little bit with for me. Yeah, it's like it's the greatest power in the universe that we've never heard of before and we'll never hear about again. But Mumra is, becomes obsessed. He doesn't. Honestly, I don't think he cares at this point about the Thundarians anymore. No, but for him now, it's I just about so it's just about this super powerful thing. Lock it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was turned into a locket. Hello. Just wasn't a locket hanging out in space. No, it wasn't a locket. Hold Now, I actually have a question for you two. Is that actual Groon summoned or is that Mumra pretending to be Groon? Oh, it's actually Groon summoned. It is actually Groon. Oh, because for some reason, the way he worded it, Mumra, and I don't know what it was, but it almost seemed like I'm going to, I don't know, like he was going to just pretend to be to stop him. But it was Groon. Okay, so it was Groon. We, I mean, there was that beautiful shot of Chaga flying in the air towards the star oh, of color Colorized, too. Colorized. He wasn't blue. Yeah, it must yeah. be in like the astral world where all the stars and ghosts live. And it's it's like kind of trippy. It's like sort of psychedelic, this like all these colors. And then there's this black planet that is like the, you know, it's it's evil gravity. Jaga's in like, like Zach said, he's in the, the spirit realm, the astral plane. And he's he's going to clasp the, I guess it's Thundera. Is that what it's no, supposed it's to represent? No, it's like... the star, the star of Thundera. I think it's supposed to, I don't know if it's like Thundera's sun, like the red sun of Krypton, like the red sun of oh. Thundera. Oh my god. Oh, they're really going Superman again. What's not the Star of David? I can tell you that. He's about to grab it, and of course, my old old friend Jogger, as Groon comes out and tries to block him, and there's a battle that ensues. But it actually goes very quickly. Jogger knew he had He was Jogger blocked. Jogger was like, I need to go. So he battles him. He he gets there. The star saves him. And the star agrees to lend itself to the cause. So the star the star is like a god. It's like You know you heard everything we were talking about, so you're willing to work with us. Oh is thank that what you. He says? And, go, and you're turning yourself into a size of a eight ball. Yes, a magic 
little little pebbles I can carry you. No, he does say that, right? You must know why we've come then, and you've accepted our. You've accepted to help us then, and it blinks into the cat symbol. Oh yes, that's right. Uh, you're right. It does. Star of Thunder, since you saved me, you must know of the Thundercats' mission. Will you grant us the use of your power so that the mission can be completed? Good. The star gave us its power? Not gave, Lionel. Power is never a gift. What a responsibility. Yes, Chaka. Wear this talisman, and the Thundranium will not harm you. Go, bring back our country. Good luck, friend. He's like, okay, that's double the reinsurance. Okay, let me grab you. This turns into the necklace, and he brings it back to Lionel. I love this, that even Jaga was involved in helping everything. I kind of do. I like that. So he's like, we have, to, if Lionel says, if I put this on, we all hold hands and we'll walk across the bridge together because you will be able to get through. It's right? like, you and hold my hand first, forget it. And then followed by the old man and then the girl. But somehow, <laughs> Lionel gets there by himself. <laughs> well, the Thundarians escape on their own like up until this point they didn't need help at all i guess they do need help to cross the pits again they did everything in their power and got as far as they possibly could have all on their own with Linkso's ears yeah <laughs> he's like this is the way and they're like well he hasn't steered us wrong this time so here we go so they get to the front of the entrance actually and they're like that's the thundercat i think they say the thundercat like it's like he's one yeah the one yeah the one from earlier yeah that's that. You want to left cat. us on the boat to die? Oh wait a minute! What? No, I, but you didn't hear that. That was my inner dialogue. The gr- the greatest body, the greatest body. Um, so they get to the kind of the front where Mumra is. This is where this all is happening at the same time as Lion-O gets there. <laughs> they hold hands. Like Zach said, Mumra is all about now the star. So the Thundarians are there, but now he's like. I will be master of the universe if I get this. <laughs> this will be our final battle. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, he's going to be master of the universe. <laughs> he got the talisman. The star of Pandera, the greatest power in the universe, is mine. Mine alone. Yeah. Yeah. No, Mabra! You mustn't open the talisman! You tell me what I must and must not do! Mamra, who now rules the universe! I think he just, he swoops and grabs just like that, right off his neck. Mm-hmm, very rude. And he's got it in his hand, and this one, Jaga, goes, No, please! Mamra, don't! Mamra, don't do it! And he's like, you're telling me? Yeah. He says, you tell me what to do? Mumra, who now rules the universe? <laughs> okay, Mumra. <laughs> he opens it like a like a nut, like a chestnut <laughs> or a locket. Oh, I'll say locket. I we was going to say little orphan Annie opening up the locket with her parents' pictures in it, maybe. All right. Okay, not a chestnut. All right. It's a hard knocked afterlife. 
<laughs> it really is. <laughs> He's got the mutants cleaning up. Mumra disappears. And they say, I don't see him. Did the, Did the star destroy him? Maybe. 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 Jaga. I think it's Jaga who goes, maybe. Possibly. As well, as, as, what does he say? As happens to all people that try to seek ultimate power, basically. And then You're he also over. says, he also corrects, again, he gotta get that moment into the correct line. Oh, the, the Star of Thundera didn't give you its power. It's oh, yeah. Owner. It just decided to help you. This is not yours. I don't see Mumra, Jaga. Has the Star of Thundera destroyed him? Perhaps. As all who seek such power are ultimately destroyed. It belongs to the universe alone. It's over then? Not quite. There's still Rataro to deal with for what he did to the Thunder Tank. No need for that, Panthro. Rataro's ship has has been disabled. Congratulations, Snarf. You're a true Thundercat after all. Yeah. Come, friends. Let's get back to the lair. We've got some celebrating to do. Thundercats. Oh! Thunder, 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 cats. Yeah, Jago. He's always got to teach a lesson. Huh? That's his shtick. Mm. Mm. Just go back to the astral plane. You're annoying me. <laughs> we do get a shot of our burbles, Bert and Bob. They are overwatching everything. <laughs> They've seen it all. And they seem they seem satisfied, but like, will they ever make it to the village? I, don't I know. think they're just happy they're they're off the island. They're happy they're off the island. Well, Snarf did tell them watch, <laughs> wait, or whatever, hide. So they've been watching this whole time. Or they were just I took it they were just so thrilled that they were rescued that they didn't even care what happened to them. They're just like we'll be stuck here, but at least our friends got off this. This maybe they're eventually place. maybe they're eventually gonna try to follow them back. I mean, they, they still have the boat. They could go back to the island so and just live out the rest of their little verbal lives together until they, they overpopulate that island and then they have to go to the mainland. <laughs> If they didn't start only to, be, only to find more burbles that just shot back up into space. I wish we did go back to that island at some point. I feel like it would hold, you know, significant memories for them. Like it would be, it would have been fun to have one episode that takes place on the island. You don't remember when we left that artifact from our ship <laughs> on the <laughs> island? Or, or, or Mumra could make them think that they never met the Thundercats. All the new one, all the all the new mm. countrymen, and sent them back to the island. Back to the islands. Memory back erase. To the islands. Back to sandals. That's should have been at least a two-parter if that was the case anyway so they are they come face to face with the thundercats for the first time the whole entire team they're all together is this when we cut to outside cat's lair yeah. or does so we're outside cat's lair they say pumira maybe says it's just like the one on third earth or on Thundera, yeah. On Thundera, excuse me, yes, on Thundera, thank you. And Linkso brings up that he knows that Lionel is the lord of the Thundercats because he hears his father's voice in him, which I thought was kind of sweet. Yeah, I like that. That's a nice touch. And they all curtsy. Oh, they do, they do a little quick bow with the, the arm across the chest. He's like, you are listening to the lord of the Thundercats or whatever. And then he goes, when I, he's like, you must tell me about my father. And he's like, when I visit... <laughs> oh, you thought you were leaving? Sorry. <laughs> You're going to be living here with us from now on. But we do get that wonderful moment when they say that on Thundera, only Thundercats lived in the Cat's Lair. And here, well, guess what? You are going to be Thundercat. Once I make it official, once I make change our, our friendship status <laughs> online, you are. <laughs> I'll be Thundercats. 
but he says basically you've you've shown yourself to basically be Thundercats. And it's funny because he, he hasn't actually seen half the stuff that we have. All he knows is that they managed to escape on their own. But yeah, they absolutely have proven themselves to be. You're right. He didn't see any of this, Zach. No, maybe that maybe they recounted it to him. Maybe on the way back, on the long on the long drive home. Isn't it like thirty minutes? It's thirty minutes to the pyramid, right, or Castle Plundar? So maybe it was a. This is even further. Back. This is even. Didn't you? Did you want? Did you not? I guess because getting back to when Mumra is possibly may have possibly been destroyed. Didn't you want to be a little more dramatic? I wanted to see like I I wanted to be like uh, we need to step a little further away from this platform where he is being <laughs> cooked alive right now. I wanted more destruction. I wanted light to come out. I wanted explosion. I wanted to see the whole mountain. And didn't the mutants go inside? Yes. Oh, we forgot to mention that. They they, they come out and then they go back inside, which means that they would have also been buried. Perished. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it's just a little oops. Because, you know, they're playing cards in the next episode. The trauma. The trauma. We get to see that the table has enough seats right now. I will say in the next episode, it looks like there's th- those seats have been taken. I don't know where they put those extra chairs, but there's enough seats now. Everyone's celebrating at the table. This is when he- we do the ceremony, right? It's right, right at the table. Very like, Official. Very, you know, it doesn't have to be a big like call all the warrior maidens, Lionel's anointment trials. We're just like, no oh, funny here. hats. No funny hat. No funny. No party no furry, hats. Furry hats. Nothing. So he says, you know, Thundercats Pumira, Thundercat Linkso, and Thundercats Bengali, and they get new outfits, but also the cat symbol. That is when they're endowed with the the power, I assume, then. As soon as the symbol was given to them. Well, when he says Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats Ho, when he does the call, I think that's the whole... That stuck it in. That's that sealed the deal. That's oh my it's like, God. do you feel that? Do you feel that coursing through your veins? It's not crystal methamphetamine. It's the cat symbol. It's catnip. <laughs> Welcome to Third Earth. Thundercat Linkso. Thundercat Pumira. Thundercat Benjamin. Brother. Thunder. Thunder. Are we missing anything at this moment? We get a hoe. We get up. I think we get, we get one final hoe, one final Thundercats. Oh, hoe. brother, yes. And oh, we get brother. yeah, and we get Tigra uh, taking Bengali by the shoulders and saying, "Brother," which which is uh, which is like a weird point of contention, right? Because I think it's pretty clear that he he means brother and the like the we're all brothers arms, yeah. yeah. But no, there's definitely confusion, especially in like some other like licensed materials, like comics and annuals in the UK, where the the people writing it actually do say that they're bro- actual brothers, which I don't buy. They took it too serious. Yeah. No, because if that was the case, I think there would have been a, a huge whole thing of yeah, my of course. brother. I thought you were dead. Yeah, it's totally brother. I think it's also that on his like on his character sheet, like where they were defining what he looks like for the animators, they they referred to him as Tigra's albino brother. And then like but then in parentheses it's like like from the same race, like the same tribe. Okay. <laughs> so so it wasn't a Shira moment. It wasn't my brother. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> No, Jago would there before you, this man is your, your brother. brother. Oh, but God. you also had a younger brother. <laughs> and he Twin needs you right brother. now, Tigra. He needs you. I thought it was an awesome, 
awesome, awesome way to begin our new adventures. A refresh, a revamp, a slight revamp, even down to the music cues. Everything feels fresh. Everything is is heightened, I feel like, and more exciting. Yeah, and I think that it Lino anointing them as Thundercats is both it's it's a nice ending. They they deserve it, but it also closes the loop, I think, for him on what started all of this. Like it started mm. because they left them behind because his life was more important than theirs was. And now he's raising them up to the same level to say, No, you're my equals. Yeah, so he like he writes the wrong by by making them Thundercats and saying, like, you are just as valuable as any of us. Hopefully ending the nightmare. Yeah, and maybe ending the nightmare. And later on, like way down the line in the series, I feel like this foreshadows some of the ways he wants to rule Boiler on New Thundera. That's a whole, oh my God. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole other storyline that kind of makes you go, hmm. <laughs> David, your, your feelings about this movie slash five part? Loved it. I am so appreciative that they did actually get new thundercats new i I feel like the thundercats deserve it they've been they've been stranded on third earth a hostile planet they've made many friends along the way because of their because of the the code of thundera because of they actually uphold that and they they have helped so many and and created so many friendships but it was nice to see again to ease lino's mind of what he went through i think it i for me it invigorated that the the whole show and opened up possibilities to new hostilities new situations new experiences remember they are they've been on this secluded island they have not seen all of third earth and either actually the original thundercats haven't either for to that fact no, clearly not at, no they haven't clearly. i just think it invigorated it i i like the idea um of where it's going i i i think it was a good thing and, and as a if i was in the thundercat world i would want i would it's nice to have seen more more of my countrymen and, and be more involved and have them and and they need the help because as we see that there's always bigger better foes and things coming and things coming at you and it's gonna it's also gonna force certain certain beings to up their game because yes. as of now the mutants they're 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 like oh god he's calling again mumra's oh, put him <laughs> in the middle of the just, night just just you know press the press the just put him to voicemail i don't want to hear another thing from him because they're just done the kind of the mutants of I feel like they've been exhausted. They're just done. That's my thought, and I actually really enjoyed it. I have I was still taken aback from the opening. I wish they would have been a little bit alluding to that, and maybe just a quick thing of them, like the maybe the like the first episode them perspective of Pumira, Linkso, Bengali, where how they escaped with the burbles, and a little bit more of that. Oh, like making the land. As opposed to being like, yes, and there's three countrymen and that's it and blah, blah, blah. They survived and three seconds. Oh, now cue the opening credits. Like I would have liked, I still would have liked a little bit more in that way. I don't know. Another episode of what happened to them on the island, maybe. Mm. Just a little bit more. I I still, I was taken aback by how quickly that just blew my mind. So maybe (laughs) I, I don't know. You were used to only a few Thundarians surviving. Now you got a whole team. Gentlemen, to wrap up our massive episode, we still have one thing to do. Uh-oh. And I don't even know who I'm picking either. This is the biggest bungler. Bangra! You bangra! Once again, you have failed. You bunglers! <laughs> Delightful. This is a supersized edition. You should have like that music. Like, oh, oh, oh. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I don't know if we could even give a 
single bungler with this movie because I can. Me too. You can. All right. Oh, well, uh, uh. I was going to say because Mumra pretty much covered all of his bases. Bases. So yes, I would love to hear what you two think because I'm just uh, besides not working together, maybe. <laughs> I think if we were just talking about individual episodes, who's the biggest bungler in a specific moment? I think it's Hachiman being a complete. But but I'm not going to. That's not my answer because we're talking about the whole movie. Um, I think it's Lion-O. I think his sort of the blinders he has on um, throughout the whole thing of not calling for help, going it alone, sending people in weird directions. Th- the way he handled himself on Hammerhead's ship at the very beginning is just the start of it, I think. It takes him three episodes to let anyone know where he even is. They all think he's just missing. He goes to the pyramid for no good reason. Even if we ignore the thing about like, <laughs> where did true. he find out about Fire Rock Mountain? He tries to tell Hachiman like, no, you shouldn't go in the prison by yourself. That's not a good idea. And Hachiman's like, no, I insist. But, he, but then he doesn't he doesn't do it. I just think that all of Lionel's actions along the way just don't feel fully thought out. And I think he's a little too hyper-focused trying to do it himself. And he's not thinking. They never have a moment where they sit down and make a plan. And as a leader, no, I would, you would right. expect that to happen. Like, the only time it happens is at the very beginning when they say, you know, Wily Cat, Wily Cat, go talk to the fishermen. We'll finish up work on the vehicles and then we'll go. You know, they talk about Lionel knowing the value of teamwork, but I can't think of a single scene where he works with with anybody else but himself. Hot take. No, that's that's great. I didn't even think of that. That's so true. All of that and Hach- Hachiman, yes. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> David? So, like Zach is saying, I definitely believe that Lionel bungled significantly throughout the whole movie only because of the lack of communication did i not say like at some point you have communicators communicate try to tell tiger that you're the one flying in the sky cutter not slide the communication 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 or lack thereof i'm still alive if that communicator was inside his claw shield i'm still alive don't worry or here i'm out i'm on hook mountain whatever so that definitely hachi men for believing mumra again just sheer stupidity i don't even know if that's a bunk yes it's not a bungle, stupid. it's just stupid. I will say Mumra bungled, even though I thought his plan was, I think his plan was way too elaborate. Too many I think players? he just threw, I think he just threw stuff at the wall and to see what would stick. It's yeah. like, oh, I'll just throw throw Mooten there. Oh, we got to do a handoff over here. We got to do this. And he didn't really oversee. At this point, he has not been hurt or damaged by the Star of Thundera. No. He had his full Mumra powers. I would have been out. I would have said, Ancient Spirit's evil. Give me an energy boost. I got a big plan going on. Let's go. And I would have had more of my hand in this as opposed to leaving it to people who typically bungle all of these plans. Yeah. True. So I'm giving the bungle. I'm going to say equal bungle. Lionel's lack of leadership and communication because I know he, like you had said before, I think he felt so strongly about saving the same people that he thought perished. But I'm going to go with Mumra as well, because I feel like he bungled just too too much elaborate too many too many what do they say too many chefs spoils the broth so too many hands I think in the kitchen yeah too many hands in the kitchen so uh, i'm gonna say they had equal footing for me it was it was both they both bungled and they both bungled on the side of good and the side of evil so you got your two big bunglers now you have me wondering if he enlisted so many people to help him because he knew they might screw it up so he wanted but but it's but you're right once they get to fire Rock mountain What's his plan? Like, he, he just assumes they have to cross the Thunderanium pits because they have to rescue the prisoners. Yeah. And then, then what? Fall over. Yeah. And they would just- like, just knock them all in the pit. Once they're all there, just push them. Yeah. 
something. Yeah. But no, he just like paces back and forth. <laughs> he loves to pace. He's Mom, a voyeur. He's a voyeur. He likes to watch Zach. He's a voyeur. <laughs> He is. We know that ancient spirits of voyeurism. Isn't that what, um, is it Matesha Leah said one time? <laughs> so I'm going with both of their bungles because I honestly can't. They, they're both perfect. They're, they're amazing. And I will say one more thing. Ego. Ego is the biggest bungler on the part of all of them in one way. Ego that thinks that Lino could handle it all himself. Ego that Mumra thinks he can he can't be defeated, even though he's been defeated numerous times. Ego on Rotaro. Ego Vultureman. Ego Monkeyan. <laughs> Egos across the board. A lot of ego going on. That's always their downfall, right? Their yeah. megalomania. Yeah. And then we'll find out soon. It might be the default of other future villains. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm? Maybe. <laughs> And those poor burbles bungled. They bungled those. They didn't let those poor burbles ever find peace. They're they're still wandering. No, I, they better be there. Well, they in our head cannon. We can say that they got the it. biggest bungler is whoever built their their ship and you know the gas tank didn't have enough gas to make it to the village. Bunglers. I don't even know where to begin. This was the amazing start to season two. It only gets even more exciting and things are amping up here. The stakes are amping up. Who is the biggest bungler? <laughs> <laughs> Fun facts. Zach has brought our facts for us, which we haven't had in a while. So um, I will leave that to him. Yeah. So some fun facts. So like we said at the beginning, this this movie sometimes aired as five separate episodes. When Leonard Star first wrote them, he gave each episode its own title. So part one was originally called The New Thundarians. Part two was originally called Fire Rock Mountain. Part three was called Avalanche, which I love as a title for an episode. That's great. <laughs> Part four was the return of Hachiman, and part five was the new Thundercats. But those all got revised to just, you know, Thundercats Ho, parts one, two, three, four, five. When it aired as a movie, there were some scenes that had to be cut for length. In part one, the biggest, and so, and I should say that when I was a kid, I saw the movie version, so I didn't see these scenes until a lot later. And I can attest that they, the omissions did work. Like, <laughs> not, uh, but in part one, the entire assault on the island, on the beach, is gone. So, really yeah you don't see the thundarians fighting back it seems like they're completely unprepared it cuts right from like the storming of the beach to bengali saying prepare for hand-to-hand combat um so there's that whole segment on the beach is gone and it makes them feel it makes them seem a lot more defenseless yes there's also a deleted scene in part one where when they discover that the burbles can cook the berserkers have their own cook on the ship but he's not very good so they they fire him literally they fire him they they hoist him on the rail and Ram Bam slams into him and he goes launching over the horizon. <laughs> we got that too. That's hysterical. I wish we I wish we would have got I know, right? They're just obsessed with food. All of those hints about the fist pounder, those visual hints where you can see it in the background when Slythe and Jockelman are talking over the radio, those scenes are gone. So when the fist pounder finally shows up, it's an even bigger surprise in the movie version. Yes, I could imagine then. There's also a deleted sequence. Slythe and Jackalman are asking why they're not being paid. Like, why is Mumra paying the Berserkers but not us? And Slythe is still under the illusion that Mumra is going to share power with them once he wins. So they're going to get paid in land, I guess, not gold. In part three, when Lionel goes to the pyramid, the entire sequence with Mamut is missing. So he enters under the pyramid and is immediately in the Hall of Mummies. 
Nothing with Mamat up above. We don't see him bowling. Yeah, bowling no, no, no dog bowling. Oh my god. In part four, when the berserkers are around the campfire planning their next move, that's shortened a lot. There's that moment, there's that little quibbling they have about the gold, and that's taken out to just have it be purely about the plan to recapture the Thundarians. <clears throat> and there's also a moment in part four where when Lionel gets to Fire Arc Mountain and summons the other Thundercats, Wily Cat says, and this is very smart, he says, uh, won't the Thundercat signal also attract all of our enemies Ooh. <laughs> it's like oh yeah it, it would why has that never happened before why don't the enemies follow the signal and not the thundarians on the on the island will never <laughs> <Right>. see it <laughs> you said david yeah so lots of lots of little omissions lots of little changes um, between the two versions and some extra stuff in the script that never quite made it but i either way whether you watch it as a full movie or as five separate episodes i think it's still it's just a, a great grand adventure and it's just a you know a great showcasing of places and characters it just it feels like a a bigger adventure that's showcasing the entire world of the show a thousand percent and it sets up the new adventure so so nicely so bunglers you had a special treat this month you have an extra 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 long season premiere and you have another five-parter right after that Stay tuned for all of that and more. Of course, we would love to hear what you thought of our premiere. And we will be bringing back our bungler mail as well. But this episode has, was just so humongous that bungler mail will be shifted to a further to a ne- the next episode. Whatever you write in, we always love it and appreciate it so much. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for being here for this Thank you so much. We always always a pleasure. Your insight, having your presence, your passion. So we definitely, definitely made this so much, so much more than it could possibly be. So we're graciously thank you. You know, thank you so much. So and can't wait to do more with you. Thank you for having me again. It's always so much fun, um, and I'm honored to be able to kick off your second season here. Yeah, this is the best way to start season two. Though. I'm really pumped. We have, ugh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so you can always reach David at Universal Appeal 2020, all one word, and the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, one word on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and beyond. So you get next week, Bunglers. You don't have to wait any longer. You get the follow up next Friday, right after this. And we get the introduction of new villains. So that's very exciting. Is Mumra dead or alive? I don't know. <gasps> he was ripped apart. Don't you think Jaga could have seen him in the astral plane? Yeah. Mm, just saying. And we'll see how Jaga handles this situation as well. That's another thing. So Thundercats, ho. And who you calling a ho? Can I be the ho this time? to show you this Hachiman. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.